1: Hi and welcome once again to History Dweebs. I am Tim. Welcome to the podcast where we take a light-hearted look at the dark side of history. Uh, the title of our podcast today is Anger Mismanagement, the uh, Life of Serial Killer Carol Eddie Cole. Uh, Eddie Cole was a serial killer who is believed to be responsible for the death of deaths of 16 people between 1948 and 1980, so pretty long span of time. We're going to talk about all of his dastardly deeds. Believed it, it's believed that it, he killed uh, his first victim when he was just eight years old. So you got an early start. Um, but before we talk about uh, Eddie Cole's dastardly deeds, let me introduce our panel. I am joined, as always, by the very lovely and talented, the Queen of Mean, the Empress of Evil, the Mistress of the Macabre satan's dirty little secret pill poppin' and penis loving brandy hello hi brandy how are you today
3: uh yeah i'm a little aggravated today but you know it is what it is
1: why are you aggravated you look like you're you were in a very uh uh spirited mood this morning when i met and when i saw you for the first time
3: yeah well it went downhill quickly after that
1: oh um yeah well it wasn't my fault because i only spoke with you for a minute yeah yeah work stuff
3: it's all good okay uh, I want my new nicknames, though, soon, so you better start writing that shit down. Uh, iron well,
1: Titties. Uh, we have. Ha- uh, you're not lady
4: here. Lady Iron Titties. No. What? Like Margaret Thatcher. That. No. What did they call her? The, the iron, iron Woman. Iron the Iron Lady. lady. The Iron huh? Lady. You could be the Iron Titty
1: Lady. It's kind of like Iron oh. Man. That's kind of cool.
3: Mm-hmm. Not going to be Iron Titties. That's ridiculous.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
3: it's a thought.
1: Yeah. Well, it would emphasize both your. Um,
4: both your hard nature
1: and, and your, your, your breasts. Yes.
4: No. All,
1: All right. I'm good. Well, we'll work on a better nickname yes, for you. Yes, why don't we? Uh, let for me. those
4: who haven't seen pictures, Brandy but is known for our
3: brassises. I did not know that. Well. Oh, yeah, you are. No. People talk. <laughs> a lot. No, the two <laughs> of you talk.
1: <laughs> Jesus. Well, I, I have I, eyes I, up here. I would never say anything. <laughs> well, if
4: you wouldn't be wearing that slutty shirt there.
5: My,
1: my <laughs> sweater. Yeah. You're dre- dressing provocatively. Yeah, I know. <laughs>
3: <laughs> I'm damn near wearing a nun's habit
1: today. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, well. Anyway, I was going to make a nun joke, but then, you know, we'd probably lose five or six listeners, so I probably won't do that. Okay. Uh, Let me introduce uh, the most, uh, really the uh, moral compass of our podcast, a man who has been described as an oasis in the desert of despair. Never. The very honorable, the Reverend Colonel Charles Beauregard Hawk Waters III, affectionately known as the Southern Gentleman. How are you today, Colonel? I'm doing wonderful
4: today, Timmy, and I appreciate your concern.
1: Well, I'm always concerned about you. Uh, Colonel, um, you know, I uh, worry uh, sometimes about you because um, you know sometimes you need a little direction, and um, you know we never know when we're po- going to do a podcast whether you're going to show up or not. So I'm
4: kind of a- like the Axl Rose of podcasting.
1: You're kind of like yeah, like George Jones. You know? <laughs> George Jones, yeah, you never know. He he might sh- not show up. He yeah, might just- exactly. So we're always happy when you're here. Anything exciting going on with you?
4: um let's see i got a couple things um i had well i, I mentioned logan's art show and now that, that was good mm-hmm. um um my my son taylor found himself a, a job by accident he's still with the band and you know he he makes a pretty good living with that band i suppose but
3: which is old guard
4: oh uh, no the Valors.
3: nope they changed their name again i oh, change
4: we, it again the floor they're not the velours velours,
3: velours.
4: And he uh, stumbled upon this uh, somehow. He gets on a his job, Timmy, mm-hmm. and he interviews with this with this guy, this old Jewish fellow, mm-hmm. who's got this really hip real estate company. To you know, it's like like the Google of real estate in Chicago. You know, mm-hmm. but cutting edge. So Taylor's thinking he's going to be interviewing with this these you know hipster type guys and he Hi. goes in there's like a 75 year old jewish guy mm-hmm. he tells tell you know hey you know well you know what i got here look out and look out here you know you see all these people out here he's like yeah he's like you know what they're they're the best sales in chicago best real estate salespeople in chicago mm-hmm. there's like cool guy said you know what else they are they're the worst goddamn writers you ever saw he said, I need somebody right for me, son. So Taylor jumps on. Boy, his job, I think, is to jump on an L or an Uber, mm-hmm. go to a house, and write up a description of the house.
1: Oh, that'd be cool. He loves it. Nice. He's out all day and gets the right for a living.
4: Yeah, didn't even ask how much he made an hour when he took it. I asked him, you know, he's like, they offer me, I give this and that. Didn't even know how he was more, he how much him. he was making an hour.
1: Oh, that's good. He likes his job.
4: He's making way more than he thought he was going to make it out. The kid the, 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 My kids just walk into things.
1: Yeah, you walk like, into walls a lot. Yeah.
4: <laughs> and, uh, and I should say that the uh, congr- I, I got to give a shout out to the Mrs. Colonel. Okay. Who got promoted at her job. Did she get that job? She got that job. Congratulations,
1: Renee. I know you're not listening, but congratulations.
4: So right now, uh, the difference... In salaries is uh, even more significant than it was in the past, which makes me more valuable to me.
1: Well, actually, it doesn't. Um, only that's now not, she's got nice. to she's got to worry about her assets now. So,
4: well, yeah. I believe she's got me listed at the top of her chart.
1: She would uh, now. She would before you know she could just wait for you to die. Now she's going to have to kill you.
4: No, now she wouldn't even notice if I was going until yeah. the you know, the toilet need fixed or something yeah, but, like that. Yeah, you know,
3: she can pay somebody to do yeah. that and probably do it
1: right. She and can quicker. get on she can yeah. get on Angie's list and take care of that pretty <laughs> yeah, quickly. She can.
4: But I but congratulations. She yes. has been promoted three three times in five years. Yeah,
1: how 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 when's the last time you were promoted?
4: Uh-huh. <laughs> I've had the same job. <laughs> You're on a roll today. <laughs> yeah,
1: I've, I've had the, Well i just want to compare the contrast. last time
4: i've been promoted was probably roughly about the same time you've been was promoted yeah, i think it's been so, a long time you
5: know,
4: i've been at the same desk for and i've worked for two different companies at the same desk for
1: the last 12 years now okay
4: so well, I, well uh,
1: congratulations renee it's it's well deserved
4: my lack of ambition is uh yeah it's like mine is yeah my my is epic as my niece Dominique said, my uh, ability to underachieve is incomparable.
1: Did so. you get your, uh, or did you confirm that you have a hotel room for crime? Uh, yes, I do. Right, Renee,
4: confirm that for me. Very
1: good, very good. All right. So
4: I'm going to be staying with uh, with uh, Amba and uh, no, Jen. No, you have to have your and own TJ. Room. You have to have your own room. and uh, your own room, Colonel. I got my own room, but we're going to be hanging. At the party's in in that room. Okay. The, you know...
1: It's going to be like the Rolling Stones. We're just going to have, like, a, a whole floor.
4: I, you know what, what I'd be really afraid of? Seriously, you know, mm-hmm. we, we joke about our listeners, but but I think Jen, or not Jen, Amber Croup, mm-hmm. I think she may kill you.
1: Well, yeah, I mean, that's the risk you take. You she's the
4: prey con. and madness of our listeners. You know. Just rip head con,
1: off. You take your chances. Yeah. All right, let me... Uh, first start by thanking our Patreon supporters uh, who have been just extremely generous. We were just talking about how wonderful everyone has been. Uh, If you would like to support us on Patreon, uh, please visit patreon.com slash where you can give a little you can give a lot or
4: oh, just a wee tiny little bit Timmy just a tip if you like
1: yeah everything helps and we really really appreciate it you guys have been outstanding and been very supportive and, uh, and more than just the money just the, the fact that you like the podcast and you uh, contribute um, we really really appreciate it uh, and if you can um, if you would like to contribute we uh, would love that if you can't uh, that's okay. Don't worry about it. Um, just uh, continue listening. So, you know what
4: I like about the contributions, Timmy?
1: What? It's not so much the money. Mm-hmm. It's the
4: fact that there's 10,000 podcasts out there. I mean, mm-hmm. just thousands and thousands. Isn't it? And people decide, you know what, I'm going to support this one.
1: Yeah. Yeah, It's yeah. that's what I mean. It's uh, It's a... It's more than just the money part of it. It's the fact that people appreciate the podcast so much that they contribute to it at the end, you know, and that means a lot to us. So we would like to thank all of our uh, Patreon supporters, which include, of course, Alicia and Chip, Jason Dykes. Thank you, Jason. Jen Moyer, Bridget Clavy, Brandy McBride, uh, Christina Bourgeois. Thank you. Uh, Donna Curran, Maja, Aaron uh, Kimberly Chabron Elise Scotty J with the Killers, Cults and Nutjobs podcast Diane Student with the History Goes Bump podcast Amber, Annette Petre, Elise um, Leslie Hagar Amber Scoville Jahara, Alicia TJ Young Dr. Jeff and his lovely wife Dawn Andrew Happ Holly Woodward, Shirley Strap, who's really funny by the way. Uh, we enjoy not only uh, uh, we not only appreciate her contributions on Patreon, but her activity on the page. She's really funny. Todd Long, uh, Lydia Fisher, and her sister Ruth Ann Tyrone, Phyllis Munson, Sarah Morgan, Melissa Montoya, Brittany Martin. Joe Hopkins from the Now American History Podcast. Great podcast, so if you get a chance, check that out. Mandy Swanson, Jennifer Siemens and her mother, Linda. Uh, of course, the very lovely Cindy Lou. Heather Poole, Charlie and Allie from the Insight Podcast. Uh, Chris Hauer and her wonder cat, Jeffrey. Cheryl Weldon and, of course, Rudy the Wonder dog. All right, so thank you all for supporting us on Patreon. If you would like to support us on Patreon, just go to patreon.com slash historydweebs. Okay, so we have a story about a serial killer for you today. His name was Carol Eddie Cole. He was a serial killer, and he was believed to be responsible for the death of 16 people between the years 1948 until his capture in 1980. It is believed that Eddie committed his first murder at the young age of eight years old. So he started young, Brandy. He did. Uh, not much, um, not much older than Noah. So keep an eye on that young man.
3: Leave my baby alone. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Just right? saying, it's
1: <laughs> see, you fucks know, wrong with you. He's getting, he's getting in at that age.
3: No, no,
1: no. Um, breaking news today, by the way um the uh guy known as the angel of death here in Cincinnati Donald Harvey who we've done a podcast about a couple years ago you think year and a half ago probably like yeah that. killed a bunch of people here in Cincinnati was a nurse and um killed a bunch of people he actually died today he was killed in prison uh Colonel he was attacked in prison and murdered and uh, so the angel of death is now dead himself your comments, Colonel, if any.
4: Well, you know what? If you if you if, if I, I'm surprised it took so long. They must have just put him in general population not long ago.
1: I think he's 64.
4: He was 64. He was t- just a tiny little guy too. So and I this was
1: happened what in the 80s, I think. Yes. yes. When I first moved to Cincinnati, it must have been in, in,
4: happened in, over in Drake.
1: Yeah, Drake Hospital. Did we do a story on? Yeah. Him? Mm-hmm. We did a podcast on him, and uh, some of the murders took place in Kentucky. So, anyway, back to carol edward cole who was born on may 9th 1938 in sioux city iowa brandy
3: i know and you already said that it wasn't your birthday that year
1: no not that year but he was but born was on, on, my, your birthday. Yeah, on my birthday so happy birthday to me yeah. awesome uh one day before your birthday brandy one day before mine yes isn't it ironic that i was born on may 9th and you were born on may 10th i don't know how yeah well i just mean you know there's 365 I, days a year, and we were born so one what's, day apart. So
3: what's the irony? It's just,
1: yeah, what's irony? Irony? No, means, what is the irony there? <laughs> and if you want to
3: go ahead and if you want to go ahead and try and explain it, I would love to hear
1: what you think it is. Carol Edward Cole, <laughs> Was born on May 9, 1938, in Sioux City, Iowa. You ever been to Iowa, Colonel?
4: Of course I've been. There. I was. I was there for the first caucus. Well, that's when I decided oh, that Ted right. Cruz was that's not right. the gentleman that he pretended to be.
1: You were there for the uh, caucus and the what? What did you call it? What, what primary did you run in? The Demo Republican. I was
4: in the in the uh, Republican okay. Party, Timmy. Uh, I believe I, if I would have stuck in and hung around, there, I would might have won this thing.
1: Now. Yeah, you should have. You should have hung in there.
4: Yeah, but I had stuff to do.
1: Well, you had to podcast. Podcast comes first. Well, I had grass. Podcast be- before country, Colonel.
4: I had grass to cut too. Mm-hmm. Plus, I got to be a trophy husband. Yeah. You know, Renee would have not let me stay at the White House. She would have made me stay at our house. And
1: yeah, you're just uh, you're mm-hmm. just a plaything. I feel like
3: you should really start coming up with a plan B for yourself because she's going to get tired of your <laughs> shit. Yeah, and
1: you <laughs> know. it's been
4: thirty years. If she ain't got tired of it by now, she. <laughs> Oh, she's
1: uh, going to. Yeah. And, you know, she, she can afford to get rid of you now.
3: Yep. One way or another. Yes. There's some things you can't replace in this world.
1: Nope. There is mm-hmm. not. Both of uh, Eddie, uh, we're going to call him Eddie because he did not like to be called Carol because... It it's was a, a girl's name. It's a girl's name. But, you know, Carol O'Connor seemed fine with it. That.
4: That's my stepfather's middle name.
1: Yeah. Carol. Uh, but, anyway, both of his parents were abusive. Both of his parents were alcoholics. Eddie's mother had a long history of mental illness. She would beat Eddie almost daily and call him a sissy. His father would get angry uh, because he would start crying as his mother would beat him, and then he would join in on the meetings as well.
3: Well,
4: so you beat a kid, and he cries, and you say, I'm going to give you something to cry about. Yeah, I'm going to give you something to cry You already gave the kid something well, to cry apparently, about. apparently, yeah,
1: he, instead of, you know protecting Eddie or, you know, telling the mom to knock it off, he would just, you know, join in. So anyway, when Eddie was three years old, his father was drafted and served in the Army, uh, U.S. Army, during World War II, Brandy. you have anything to say to his father? Thank
3: you for your service. Yes. In
1: 1943, when Eddie was five years old, his father was serving overseas, and his mother would take uh, Eddie was taken along with his mother and forced to watch as she quote unquote entertain other men. Huh? She? I wonder if she did the old soft shoe, Colonel, in her entertaining. <laughs> you well, know she what? She did some old soft songs. Thank her for her service. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. she's doing her part for the war effort. Uh, hell is hell is war on the home front too, Brandy. I know. Anyway, she would bang these guys, and uh, he would have to watch. And she, because she couldn't get a babysitter, I guess. And then he, she would uh, beat him and to scare him into not telling his father.
3: Sure. As it seems he, legit.
1: As he grew older. Now, the one thing I th- don't know if I mentioned this, but they wanted a little girl and they were disappointed that's why they named him carol because oh they,
4: no they, they didn't dress him up yeah oh well, not as he grew
1: older eddie was forced by his mom to dress in frilly skirts and petticoats for the amusement of her yeah here we go we used friends. to do that to casey <laughs> really <laughs> yeah you
3: dressed him up like a little girl time gave him orange boobs and a wig and nice. mm-hmm. oh yeah I think
4: it's different when you when your siblings do it, but when your friend when your parents do it to you and make you go to school.
1: Oh, and she did it and uh, yes, made. Was last made week. Him, she. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she made him. Uh, made she, him go to work. Like she, yeah. He, uh, Eddie's mom did that and made him, uh, you know, prance around for her friends, dispensing tea and coffee and these sadistic parties that she would have with her women friends. And she would uh, make fun of him and call him Mama's Little Girl. So this is when he's five years old. Sounds
4: like a party I don't want to go to.
1: Five, six years old. Yeah. Even when his father returned, Eddie was frequently whipped and beaten by his mother for even the most minor infractions. Eddie was uh, also picked on in school for, like I said, having a girl's name, is uh Traditionally, I guess, a female name here in the United States, but some men are named Carol as well. Carol O'Connor comes to mind, actor. So, anyway, Eddie would usually go by his middle name, which was Eddie, Edward. In 1947, at the age of seven, Eddie blacked out, and when he woke up, he had found that he had strangled the family's puppy. Oh, shit. Oh, a puppy strangler? Yeah. Kind blacked. of mother. He was seven years old. He, he, said, he claims that he blacked out.
4: Until, they all claim they're blacked out. Mm. You strangle a puppy, you're crossing a line.
1: Yeah, and that must take a lot of effort to strangle a puppy, would
4: think. No, I wouldn't think.
1: Well, I mean, you know, the thing is fighting you. Probably, I mean, it, it's. I
4: mean, if it's a full grown pit bull, yeah, that's. I imagine. Yeah, but he was a kid. He was seven years old. Yeah. So,
1: I mean, on scale, it was probably similar to an adult trying to strangle a dog. But anyway, he strangles his family, Bobby. Uh It was around this time that Eddie began to fantasize about killing his mother. Well, yeah. And other, and sh- sh- that might, you know, you can't really blame him for that. No. No, no. And other females that would cross his path. So he would get this, he developed a hatred, hatred toward women, apparently.
3: Well, because his mother was crazy.
1: Yeah. In school, Eddie was bullied and teased a lot because of his first name. He was once pushed into a school locker. Um, I don't know if it's like this around the world, but in the United States, generally in grade school, um, their students have lockers. They put their coats and their books or whatever in. He was lo- he was pushed into one, and uh, uh, some of the by some of the boys in his class. He pushed, and they put a combination lock on it. Oh,
4: those bastards!
1: It was at the end of the school day. So Eddie spent several hours in the locker, you know, banging up against it, trying to get someone's attention. Finally, a school janitor heard him, and uh, he had to actually to get a hacksaw and get the, to get the lock off. It took a couple <laughs> of hours. So Eddie was in this locker for, like, hours.
4: Did the janitor molest him when he got it? No. That's the only thing he but, yet.
1: But when he returned home, so he got home late, obviously, because it was way past, you know, Um, normal uh, time for him to get home when he returned home his mother seemed disappointed because she thought he had ran away (laughs) and beat beat him for coming back
3: that's sad that's so sad (laughs) so
1: eddie tells her his trauma what happened and she starts laughing at him well clearly yeah he doesn't have you know the you know the best mother in the world um Eddie would commit his first murder at the age of eight years old. He was swimming at a uh, the Richmond Yacht Harbor with a group of boys. He waited till a schoolmate of his by the name of Dwayne Unger was alone, uh, and Dwayne was smaller than him. He held uh, Dwayne under the water until he died. How old was he? Uh, Eddie was eight, so I don't know how old Dwayne was. I've lost some sympathy for Eddie. Dwayne was was 42. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Dwayne was a peer. Oh, he was one of his peers. It must have been around the same age, and he would often tease Eddie for his name. It was ruled an accidental drowning at the time by police, but later, Eddie, many years later, Eddie would confess to it. Uh, He was very smart. Eddie was very smart, but he did poorly in school. He kept to himself and he was often beat up by his peers uh, yeah. that wouldn't make you want to stay by yourself
4: make you want and yeah when you're wearing a dress to school when you're getting well we don't know what he wore no he didn't to wear a way
1: word at home
4: but we don't know what his mom dressed him
1: like right Eddie ranked as a uh, uh, he he, ran, he had an IQ of 152.
4: holy God
1: yeah so he was like a genius. That's like me
4: and you level too Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. It's like double brandy. Didn't we just? <laughs> <that's> <laughs> like Wait a <laughs> Didn't we
3: just have this discussion? I mean,
4: that's like me and you we devil. That's like me and you had devil. This yeah. Talk. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay.
1: Okay. anyway it didn't that's like me and uh, it the didn't translate brandy yeah, into um, <laughs> Fuck you now. <laughs> it didn't See, I tried to make
4: a truce with the girl I, I know look where she goes
1: you you you're always you know putting out the I'm uh, always putting out that olive branch and are, she just
4: you know what she did the last time to me
1: she's an olive branch rejector that's no. gonna be her new name I,
4: I reached I gave her an olive branch and she, she beat me with
3: it.
1: Despite his high IQ, <laughs> despite his IQ, uh, he averaged a D plus on all his grades. So well, that's passing. A
3: wild underachiever. That's passing. Yeah, yeah. it is. <laughs> there you go.
1: And that's you know, it's not Even as a good D as. It's not as good as a C plus in <laughs> no. economics, though. No, <laughs> but you know, he probably didn't have to blow anybody. <laughs> Okay, we
4: worked it into yeah, this episode we got it too. In it. Yeah. Everybody <laughs> feel better?
1: <laughs> <laughs> he was worried we wasn't going to get to it. I was worried about that the first second. For
4: those new listeners, nah, you're uh, Brandy that. had a long term uh, un- nope. CD affair with her it was economics, not. English. It uh, was basically, gone.
1: what happened? She had to have sex oh, with him. to, get a C to get a C yeah.
4: Her grades were so bad. Yeah, you that know, banging what? the professor just we pulled it talk, up to a C plus. We
3: talked about it. I know, but we that, but that's, <laughs> but that's fucking fine. That's fine. That's okay. You uh, go on. We love you, Brandy. Now nah, blow me. <laughs> <laughs> see, see what I mean? See,
4: well, we can't, we're trying to be nice, do you? Yeah. Are you? <laughs> you're a favorite girl on the show. Oh, you up. you
1: you are an important part of this podcast. You know what? Just read your script.
3: <laughs> Continue.
1: In uh, by the time he was in high school, uh, Eddie was breaking into liquor st- uh, stores and drinking heavily. So he started to uh, uh, partake in a drink, brandy, uh, mm-hmm. he, the devil juice. much
3: like myself. <laughs> <laughs> he was drinking the devil's Kool Aid.
1: Yeah, whatever. Eddie dropped out of school the middle in the middle of his junior year. He had been advised to do so by his high school guidance counselor. Oh, Jesus. (laughs) Just (laughs) give it up. Just leave and give it up. His high school guidance counselor didn't like Eddie, and he encouraged him to drop out. Wow.
3: Nobody liked Eddie. That's sad. Eddie was probably a dick. Clearly, Eddie is a dick.
1: After uh, scrapping through school uh, up to the junior year, Eddie became a drifter, uh Doing, uh, doing uh, menial jobs, drinking heavily, and serving uh, frequent prison sentences for crimes such as breaking and entering, vagrancy, arson, and car theft. Arson? Yeah, so he uh-huh. was get, starting to get in trouble. So you had that arson thing, you, uh, the McDonald triad. I don't know if he peed the bed, but he was uh, abusing animals, and he's setting setting fire, fires. At the age of 18, in February of 1957, the year that Chuck was born— I was not born in
4: 1957. <laughs> <laughs> you weren't even born in 1957.
1: Eddie joined the Navy, Brandy. Oh. Where
4: well, he could sail the seven seas in, in the, the Navy. Navy. You can yeah. do whatever you please. I don't know the words, whatever you please in the Navy.
1: Yeah. You can eat a lot of peas in the Navy. I don't think that's the word. Uh, that's the words to that. But Can anyway. When peas, do you mean penis? <laughs>
3: yeah. They could yeah it, it, it
1: Wasn't that really the, uh, the hidden message there in that song by the village people? Eating penis? I mean, in the Navy at the YMCA. It wasn't it about like oh, all being around, you know, half-dressed men? That's how I took it. Of but, course you, know. you did. But, <laughs> <laughs> but you have issues. <laughs> no, a friend of mine, uh, was a, uh, Limousine driver in Columbus. Mm-hmm. And um, he had picked up the village people, I guess back in the 80s when they, they. All of them? I I don't know if they were all of them, but a few of them. But one of them started hitting on him, like really, like really a lot. And um, like touching his leg and stuff. And he was like getting, he said he was really getting creeped out of it. Guy was like, I don't know, he was like one of the older ones. I don't know if he was a construction worker. Or, I don't know if, which one he was. But. Uh, the guy went to so high school. So your story
3: basically sucks because you don't even know. No, the, the guy, my,
1: my friend was 19 years old. Well, you know, I don't think they were all the same. I think they changed them throughout.
4: The yeah, month. I think they were rotations. Yeah,
1: but anyway, the guy was much much older, and you know, I frowned on that with age differences and all. Yeah, I know. You, <laughs> yeah.
4: that's where you draw the line, me.:
1: Yeah, age. Yeah, you know, you need to be in a certain, you
4: certain know, range. Yeah, you know,
1: twenty five years. Yeah, 25 years is a fair. Uh, yeah, that's fair. Anyway, uh, he drank heavily in the Navy, Brandy. Yes. And was in constant trouble due to his poor behavior. But he was in the Navy, so what do we say to him, Brandy? Thank you for your service. Yes. He served his country. In 1958, San Diego police arrested Eddie on suspicion of breaking and entering, stealing pistols and auto theft. The charges were dropped, but the, ma- uh, the Navy had enough information to uh, get rid of Eddie. So the Navy hated him, too. Yeah, they gave him a dishonorable discharge. Oh, well,
4: yeah. then he don't get a thank you.
1: No, he doesn't.
4: you know right. well, We take back the thank you, Eddie. Yeah,
1: yeah, because it was dishonorable. If it would, had been a general discharge, we would have thanked him for his yeah. service. Eddie. 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 Come <laughs> here, Eddie. Come here. <laughs> come here. Eddie. <laughs> Okay, we're not, we can't yell. Though. We got to talk. We're soft. Not yelling, but I, say it.
3: <laughs>
1: no, his dad wasn't slow. He was. He, he was drunk. His dad
4: didn't have a head injury. Didn't he was, worked, he say, was drunk.
1: We're talking about Eddie Murphy. Didn't his they say his dad worked at like a toy company or something? Oh God, I don't remember. Uh, it's it's, that's an hilarious routine.
4: This is my house, Eddie.
1: It's right. <laughs> My house.
4: You're gonna be a seven-year-old. Lillian No house. Walking the dog, motherfucker, Eddie. <laughs> I used to always tell my kids that.
1: You uh, cannot answer the phone, Liliane. It's my phone. You make, know why you can't? I'm answer. gonna make a list. I'm gonna make a list. <laughs> you know why you can't talk on the phone? It's my phone, Lily.
4: <laughs> you know what? I one time they had a meltdown in the house, and I was like, you know what? Because the boys were fighting about a toy that, you know, Taylor says it's his. Tanner says it's mine. And I called everybody together and I said, you know what? I want you all to understand here. I am the river from which all life springs in this house. So everything that you survey in this house belongs to me.
3: You're like Mufasa. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. So
4: I don't want to hear anybody say, this is my toy. Because everything is mine, and then Tanner was saying one time that he was talking about leaving, and I said, "Leave what you gonna when you leave, son? The only thing you taking with you is your dreams, because everything else belonged to me."
3: Yeah. So I'm hmm. the boss of every penis in my house. I had to announce that.
4: Renee called us all together one time and said, "I do not want to see." She, I'm standing at the counter and she swung a bag of bagels and hit me in the back of the head real hard. And I was like, what Did the hell was that all about? And she's like, your boys. Cause the boys, you know, they just get out of the shower and walk around. And she called everybody into the kitchen, including me. And she said, you know what? I don't want to see one more penis in this house ever. Cover up your penises. Yeah. I'm That's tired of rule. seeing penises.
1: That's a good rule, Brandy. I,
3: Okay. I don't whip my penis out. I don't.
4: <laughs> I when it's all boys at the house, you don't no, worry I know. about it too much. No, no, ugly. that's not
3: true. And I had to announce at my house that I was the boss of all the penises under my roof and they were, you know, and they yeah. needed to stay put away. Noah disagreed.
1: Pe- yeah, but penises are ugly.
3: I, I do agree with that. Yeah, but they don't like to be
4: trapped.
1: Well, free penis. Yeah. All right. <laughs> we free penis it let's around the let, Let's talk about Eddie. Okay. All right. So he was- Can the, we finally? He got discharged from the Navy. He returned home to his parents' house where his mother would abuse him by rubbing his nose in his failures. His mother told all of her friends that Eddie was kicked out of the service for being a coward. <laughs> <laughs> his mother's <laughs> a piece of work, She man. called
4: him the coward of the county. Kenny Rogers wrote a song about
1: Jesus. <laughs> She's a piece of work. Anyway, Eddie attempted uh, suicide at least once. I would guess so. (laughs) And on a number, he fucked
3: that up too. Well, I'm sure his mother rubbed his nose (laughs) in (laughs)
1: it. He's a coward. On a number of occasions, uh, he had uh, been committed. He would get committed to a mental hospital, where he confessed his fantasies of murdering his mother. Although diagnosed as a psychopath. Eddie was uh, usually discharged promptly uh, as he had a uh, personality disorder as opposed to mental illness. The former was considered to be untreatable at the time by psychiatrists, unlike uh, uh, mental illness.
3: And at the time, they'd never heard of Norman Bates.
1: I guess not. He was. He continued to live at home with his parents and worked menial jobs, <laughs> including uh, cleaning chickens at a poultry factory. You know, he couldn't have been
3: that smart if he just keeps going back for
1: that kind <laughs> of know. abuse. Well, get this. His mother would often... His mother would... So he was living at home with his mom. He's like a young man, 19, 20 years old. His mother would often make him massage her feet and her, that the feet of her neighbors every evening. Yeah. While, <laughs> while once he was massage... While he would... While he would provide the massage, his mother would drink and tell her neighbors how worthless her son was.
4: (laughs) Watch
3: the bunion.
1: (laughs) Mama's got a corn on her big toe
3: (laughs) that's been singing all day.
1: So normally Eddie would remain quiet during these humiliating episodes, but once he kind of got angry and he was so enraged, enraged that he pressed hard on his neighbor's foot and he dislocated her big toe. The woman got up and shouted, you, your son is a fucking psychopath. <laughs> and then she limped home. <laughs> so they're just torturing this kid. His mom threatened to throw him out of her house over the incident.
4: Um there ain't nothing worse than old lady feet either. Yeah.
1: Feet I mean feet in general, but yeah. You know, yeah, but once they get it, those
4: those bunions and carbuncles and whatever they get, yeah. corns <laughs> and
1: Yeah, it's gross. I, 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 you flip, know, I, I can just fungus. see you know him there you know <laughs> them sitting back in a chair and they propped their feet up on a you know, I don't know.
4: I he got see. a dress on. <laughs> he didn't have a dress.
1: <laughs> I don't, that we know of he didn't have a dress on. In the end, uh uh, she made Eddie go next door and apologize to the neighbor. She made him cook, clean, and run errands for the neighbor until she was able to walk on, get around. So, On June the 1st, 1960, Eddie approached two couples uh, uh, in a parked car at, at a lover, local's Lover's Lane. You ever make out in a Lover's Lane, Brandy? No. You, Colonel? Um. Yeah. Of course, me, he has.
4: Actually, we uh, there's this place up by my house that occasionally, uh, mm. if we can't make it back to the house in time, no, you don't. We'll just pull up in there. You, and you Mrs. do not, do Mrs. Do yeah, Colonel. And the Mrs. Colonel. You yeah. do
3: not do that.
1: <laughs> have you ever had sex in the car, Brandy? Sure. Okay.
3: Have you, Tim?
1: Well, I think once, maybe. A Long time ago.
4: I have not, Timmy. I don't, oh, we I don't, always, I we don't all, believe that. We You've done get, everything. We get out. Of, we always get out of the car. I see.
1: You do uh, it on the. You do it on the hood.
4: All oh, right. They, they ain't an SUV that can hold me once I get going, Timmy.
1: Uh, well, you know what? Bucket seats were a motherfucker. You know. Yeah. Yeah.
4: The bench seats were much more better.
1: Mm.
3: Much more better? Much more better. (laughs) Much more better. Well,
1: thank God for that. (laughs) Okay. I made it. It went right in the garbage can. Uh, Okay. Uh, Quit throwing things. Okay. Anyway, on June 1st, 1960, Eddie approached two couples in a parked car on a lover's lane. So it was like a couple was making out in the front. That's not
3: going to get him any friends.
1: And making out in the back. You know that urban, you ever hear that urban With the hook? No, where the two yeah, couples, I know the one with the hook. Yeah. The two couples are making out, and then they it, uh, turn the condoms inside out, and one gets pregnant by the one that was in the front, the girl in the front. I've never heard that. That's some old Appalachian <laughs> that's urban. Por- that's some Portsmouth shit, right now, there. Nobody's heard of that. To now, I to save I think it's an urban legend. Where uh, yeah, it was like the so the couples are going at a couple in the front of the car, a couple in the back of the car. And they decide the, the one in the back finishes, the one in the front still needs a condom. So they turn it inside out, hmm. so the girl in front gets pregnant by the guy in the back. Man, and nobody, nobody
4: has ever heard that. <laughs> you know what? You, you know what? I never understood. Condoms should be reusable. Yeah. I right. mean, if you wash them out real good, why couldn't you reuse a condom? Gross. Gross. Uh,
1: because they're they're kind of cheap. I, I don't think. And gross.
4: Yeah. Uh, yeah. The kind I got to buy ain't cheap.
1: Uh yeah, I know what you mean. The maxims are a little bit more expensive. XLs? Oh for Christ's sake. I like to
4: get in the store with the with the Mrs. Colonel when we get in those aisles and hold up the hold up the big ones. You know my uh my fantasy in life, now they got the scanners at the checkout and you couldn't do it. But remember when they had price tags on everything, Timmy? Yes. And they them up by hand. What I was gonna, I always wanted to do was get a pack of the, the Magnum XLs, uh-huh. and then peel the price tag off, and then go through the checkout line, and they'd have to get a, a get Yeah, a, I, I, I know. I'm gonna need a price check on the extra large condoms, please. I and, did that once. I went to. And group. then all the women would be looking at me, and I'd be like just grinning. Yeah. No.
3: You know, I went to when I was happening.
1: a kid. I went to a, a bookstore, so magazines and stuff, and. And in, in what you do, you get Sports Illustrated, you get Crack, mm, Mad Magazine, yeah. and then you sneak a Swank or something yeah, in it. Yeah. And they—that's happened to me. They called a price check. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like everyone was looking. It's embarrassing as hell. Anyway, I love Swank. That was a classy. That was a classy Sounds magazine. Sounds classy. It was. Sounds so. The swank uber. was the most uber. vile
4: uber. of all. Those.
1: Uber classy. Anyway, uh, back to Eddie. He, so he goes up to these couples that are making out in Lover's Lane, and he attacks them with a hammer. Uh, he beats he beats the guy, he beats the women. He's quickly re- captured and arrested, uh, he and uh, convicted of assault with a deadly weapon, and sentenced to brandy, thirty days on the county work farm. Jesus God. This is in nineteen sixty-eight. Wow. I'm sorry, nineteen sixty, January, uh, June twentieth, eighth, nineteen June twenty eighth, nineteen sixty.
3: That's crazy.
1: During his 30 days on the work farm, Eddie got in several fights because other inmates would refer to him by his given name, Carol. Carol. He insisted that they call him Eddie, but they ignored him.
3: Because they hated him. He
1: became friends with one of the prison guards who made attempts to keep other prisoners uh, from teasing him. He confided in the guard that he had an uncontrollable desire to kill women. The guard advised him to keep his desires to himself and didn't mention it to anyone else. So he's already off the beaten path, Brandy. I see. What happens next with Eddie Cole? I will tell you. Thank you.
3: He was in and out of various mental hospitals over the next year. At the last of them, the Stockton State Hospital, a Dr. Weiss wrote, he seems to be afraid of the female figure and cannot have intercourse with her first, but must kill her before he can do it. Well, do you fucking blame him at all?
1: Well, yeah. He he had problems with getting an erection during most of his life. Ah. With women. I mean, with alive women.
3: Well... Weiss approved his release in April of 1961, although hospital staff had diagnosed Cole with an antisocial sociopath personality. Mm. So, that's a person you need to release on the world. Yes. In 1961, having been out drinking, Eddie flagged down a Richmond police car... card. Oh, wow. Well, and told the patrolman of his urges to rape and strangle women. The officer suggested a voluntary self-committal to the mental hospital. So Eddie went into Napa State Hospital for ninety days observation and treatment. Admitted to a happy childhood and refused to discuss the bad aspects of his life. Well, he did
1: have a ha- pretty happy childhood, yeah, except for you know who was the, the one abuse. That, who so was
3: the, the one beatings and the
4: dresses and the
3: rubbing the corns. Yeah, the only thing that was missing from that who was the one that would get his dick slapped for everything. <laughs>
1: Forget. We've been remember that men. guy? Yeah, yeah the we, that's way. the only thing that
3: we're missing. And remember here? the guy
1: that was always falling his head? I can't yes. remember.
3: His... <laughs> that, yeah, that son of a bitch. All right, so hospitals, hospital staff made a diagnosis of antisocial sociopath personality disturbance and recommended that he be discharged, then apply for outside psychiatric treatment or voluntary admission to AstraCardro. State Hospital. At a Castro. At a Castro. Mm-hmm. State Hospital, due to his sadistic, abnormal sexual tendencies. And he was released. A couple of months later, Eddie was again in trouble with the law. You
1: know, I've got a, um, I got a theory on why these serial killers are always released. Nobody wants to deal with it, them. No one wants to fuck with them. Yeah. Just <laughs> push them on down the road. Yeah,
3: nobody wants to deal with them. Uh, while serving a six month sentence for auto theft, He requested psychiatric help. In October of 1961, Eddie enters... God damn it. At a a Castro State Hospital. He uh, He was diagnosed as a passive dependent person with a facade of independence and confusion concerning sexual identification. Wow, that's stupid. Eddie was released from the hospital in 1963. In May of 1963... His mother had had enough of Eddie. Nine, enough, and Eddie, enough. No, Eddie. I guess no, he doesn't Eddie need done. anyone
1: to massage her corns. <laughs> yes.
3: and, and brought him a one-way bus ticket to Dallas so he could visit a cousin.
1: You know what? I, I think visit the, in air quotes. Yeah. I think the feeling probably was pretty mutual no, at that point. <laughs> but he kept going. But he back. kept going back. Well, I mean, you that's like, your family. It's only people. You know, the only family you have. Well, yeah,
3: but he's crazy. And so she I whatever. Uh Eddie was crying as he boarded the bus, but his mom just laughed and waved and screamed, See you in hell. <laughs> she is a lady.
1: She's <laughs> classy. My, she's See a, you know, you
3: little bastard. <laughs> she's
1: fancy. She's <laughs> <so> fancy.
4: <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, I I just do you think she ever baked cookies? I don't think she did. <laughs> I mean, Eddie ever come home to the smell of chocolate chip cookies wafting through the air? <laughs> no. You know, I doubt
3: it. I don't think <laughs> yeah. so. I don't think she was that mom. You know what he came home to? This, uh, this cigarette, smoke <laughs> cigarette smoke and his mom in curlers and a bathrobe. and smelly feet. her screaming at him going, get
1: out of the way. The stories are on. <laughs> you know, I see her with this uh, bugler hanging out of her. Yeah. Yeah. Rolling out her own cigarettes yeah. with a yeah. little machine. Or Paul Malls or
4: something yeah.
3: hanging
1: out of the side of her mouth.
3: Come
5: Get Eddie.
1: Grab oh my Lord. feet.
3: Lord. <laughs> All, right. All right. So. My,
1: f- my feet hurt, Eddie. <laughs> Get over here, Eddie. <laughs> He's got that horse-smoking yeah. voice, you know?
3: Like Marge Simpson's sister. Like
4: mine. Sister. Yeah. Like no, mine. Yeah. You're not, you're, no, you you're got not. a smooth, velvety yeah. voice. You, yeah. I've been uh-huh. listening to your podcast. He's been double. masturbating to your <laughs> podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying sometimes I use it as foreplay before I go into <laughs> Please it. Please don't
3: say that. It's a bedtime. It,
1: it gives him inspiration before him and, you know. I, just, you know, had,
3: I just read the gas we pass.
1: <laughs> I, it's the <laughs> The
4: story of farts (laughs) well me me so me and me and the missus used to listen to barry white you know we Mm, light a couple candles now we got cover to cover kids
3: no good well you listen that's disturbing listen to the story of farts (laughs) yeah or the holes in your
1: nose that's another one i just read
3: (laughs) it goes over wait a minute minute. you're reading a
1: children's story called the story of farts yeah doesn't seem like that would be uh, appropriate it's like everybody poops
3: There's a book called Everybody Fo- Poops. It's I, not like I'm reading a book. did R.E.M. To sleep? do that song? <laughs> Everybody
4: poops. Sometimes.
1: Sometimes.
4: Sometimes.
3: No, but it's you know I'm you not hoping
1: re- on a regular basis. Hopefully, <laughs> I'm not Everybody reading.
3: Pool. I'm not reading. Go to fuck to sleep, which is thing, a children's dude, classic.
1: Dude, I read this thing. This guy, dude, had, seriously, <laughs> oh, he, was oh, about, no. he only he only has a bowel movement like once every month and a half.
4: He'd like that koala bear or whatever. That oh, is he one of those sloth. people that like
1: eats? Like, and I don't know. He said it, it, it was like a story on him. He would only have, it, I mean, it's, and he wouldn't have like huge ones or anything. Well, it's
3: probably because he, he eats and his body burns up what he eats and there's not that much there to get rid of.
1: Yeah, I don't like that.
3: But yeah, I read the story of farts. It's a very interesting story. Uh- Yes, do, it's a fascinating story
1: i'm not gonna listen to it. i'm gonna have to miss that one if you don't mind
3: bro. i don't care what you do it's not you are not my audience if you read it in a sultry tone i'll be listening and i do read will it be in a sultry to tone
4: it. i do it's like you know what it's it's replaced netflix and chill with cover to cover the kids and chill that's weird mm-hmm. c2c c2c
1: mm-hmm.
3: perfect all right how are
1: you doing on download are you get downloads I do.
3: I do get downloads. I got to look and see. I don't know.
1: Okay, so this is Cover to Cover Kids uh, It's available on iTunes. It is. Yeah, it's for children.
3: Are you on Libsyn? Uh-huh.
4: Yeah. Okay. So you know you if you had the ambition to check, you yeah. could actually find I'm out if She yeah. 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 actually oh, got some
1: good reviews. Yeah. I get good reviews. So it's Cover to Cover Kids available on iTunes. I need it to get See, how on. i give you a plug there. Thank you. I appreciate that. I need that. to
4: get on there and leave you a review.
1: Great. She's got some good, really good reviews. I'm going to look forward to that. Mm. So I, I'm, you know, I'm giving her a plug. I'm trying to do my best.
4: It's yeah. a panty dropper.
3: Wow.
1: <laughs> what the podcast? You never knew green podcast. eggs and ham could be <laughs> yeah. so yeah, damn I mean, sexy. Oh no. Oh my god! It's the moaning. I think. Well, it's oh. I think
4: it's the year she spent as the the phone sex operator. Yeah. That, how how did
1: you? How tell us about that experience when you were the phone sex operator? I, how did you? Get I've that never job? had that experience. Have you ever had phone sex? Now come on, be honest. Sure. Okay, tell us about that. I will not. <laughs> what did you say? But thank you for asking. <laughs> I, I will not. I will not
3: talk about well, it.
4: Here. Okay, <laughs> who who was the dirty 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 boy? Was it was somebody a dirty dirty boy or was somebody a ah, dirty dirty ah, girl? Okay,
1: let's ah. let, let's let's uh, relive that.
3: I don't want <laughs> so. I don't want to, but I'm gonna adjust Is my this mic here briefly. Is this Brandy?
1: Hi Brandy. How are you? What are you wearing? Did you do it? Did you ever do
4: it in a Russian accent? No.
1: <laughs> no, what the hell? I get uh No, you know, because, you, you know, you dial those. Remember when they had the 900 numbers?
4: Yes, I do.
1: You know, I ran up a family phone bill like $420. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, you know, and it was the same deal. It was like you call this 900 number and it, it charged your phone like $3 a mm-hmm. minute and it was like outsourced to some fucking um call center in like india or something how are you be doing
3: it. hello sexy I man <laughs> i don't think you got a poo every time you called sexy man sexy man you're very sexy man this is a, wait a minute so this so is alicia clearly <laughs> left an imprint
1: on tim <laughs> it did it oh, did uh-huh. actually yeah it, i can see where the molding started yeah there. sexy man all right this is alicia Sexy man. How big is your wang, sexy man? Wow. They
4: would ask you that? And then you could say anything. because uh, You could. You man. could say anything. My wang is, uh, but see, I, you know, what do with you those wear, people, baby? here's the problem with those people, Timmy. A moo moo. They go with the metric system over there. That yes. is, so you got to say, you know, anybody outside the United States, if I say like, oh, baby, it's all of 10 centimeters, I don't know if that's big or not. And then she put me on hold like he he he's swinging ten centimeters of junk over
1: here. <laughs> so. Wow,
3: Mr. Smoappiness. So, s- so this <laughs> my girl penis. Miss made a turn,
1: took a left. Okay, so uh, anyway, so back to
3: his mother's your phone waiting to him, screw, yelling at him. See you in L.
1: Oh, yeah. So wait a minute, let's read that again, because that was a, I, I love that part of it. So she puts him on a bus. She the puts time. him on the
3: bus, uh-huh. laughs and waved and screamed, See Eddie. you in
1: hell. <laughs> see oh,
4: you in hell, you little bastard. <laughs> <laughs> don't come back.
3: Now see Eddie. <laughs> All right, in July of 1963. Give me a hug. <laughs> rub, rub my feet. <laughs> God. Eddie uh, attempted suicide with pills. After a failed attempt to strangle a woman and spent four days in a psychiatric ward.
0: In, He's a mess. He's in a November, hot
3: mess. Well, hold on. In November of 1963, Eddie decides to get married.
1: Yeah, always a bad decision. Ne- no matter who you are.
3: <laughs> Nel- Neville Billy Whitworth, an alcoholic stripper. <laughs> oh, that's that's a...
1: She's a little damaged. Sup- well,
4: Winning. Yeah. <laughs> I, clearly. Clearly.
1: I, you know, I'm not going to. <laughs> yeah, I know, Timmy.
4: Yeah, you don't want to cast
1: that stone, no, do you? No, I, I don't want to say nothing bad about that. It it's can't help out. Surprisingly,
3: it. the marriage didn't go well. The couple fought frequently, and by this time, both were full-blown alcoholics. Eddie had a hard time maintaining an erection with his new bride, and she started to refer to him as Limp Noodle around oh, family and no. friends. Ooh.
4: You do not want to be called the Limp Noodle.
1: No. Your wife is... But she, said she she. <laughs> what taught, I love is... Around family and friends. <laughs> around
4: family and friends, yeah. See,
3: That's a little humility.
1: He's got, he doesn't, I mean, I do understand why like he's He's not really it. had oh, yeah. a
4: support system no. around
3: him. The couple's life was extremely unstable, usually living in flophouses, cars, parks, and cheap motels. In 1965, Eddie became convinced that Billy was partaking in sexual acts with men in the hotel where they lived. So he did what any guy would do. He set the motel on fire. <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah. back to his arson.
3: But, I mean, why would that be a surprise if he married? I mean... Um, you married an alcoholic stripper. I yeah. don't know what you want. Right. Uh, in March of at 1966... Least he, at least he didn't have to rub their feet. Well... <laughs> yeah, that's true. In March of 1966, Eddie was convicted and sentenced to two years imprisonment. He was released in January of 1967, but he didn't stay out of trouble for long. You have a you have a, a question for you, Timmy. Yes, sir.
4: Now you've been with your fair share of women. Thank you. And uh I've noticed that that's a compliment, just an observation. Okay. So when I, you're with a I've new, had
1: a very I've had some very intimate relationships in my life. And
4: and, and here would be my fear mm-hmm. of uh because you know, I've been married a long, long time. Right. And here would be my fear of, you know, Mrs. Colonel ever if I if I ever decided, you know, I'm gonna have to upgrade,
3: and uh,
1: I don't think
4: know, it's possible for else. you to
3: upgrade. No, like, so I think you need to be happy with what you have. Yeah, it's all down here. That for first
4: me. time with someone else, I would be worried that, like, the anxi- i would have performance anxiety.
3: You would, mm-hmm. you would,
4: and then sure. I'd have to be giving her that, telling her that thing that I never ever want to say in my life is. This never happened to me before.
3: No, you know, you
1: tell her it was a NOM injury. You know what? Oh, it, yeah. I never have that problem because usually I don't feel that sort of pressure after I give him three hundred dollars. <laughs> <laughs> it, it just it takes all the pressure off. It. You
4: know what? I'm gonna have to start giving Mrs. Colonel like ten bucks. Right well. <laughs> here, you go.
1: No, I mean you know. I, I. No, I mean if you start thinking about it, perhaps. But, you know, the trick is not think about it and just, you know, worry about getting off. My big fear is not being able to have an orgasm and she has hers. And then she wants to like go shopping or something. And I'm,
4: <laughs> you know, and, and I've told you, we had, we, we operate. <laughs> I
3: can't even stand that I'm witnessing this conversation. No, you know we what I mean?
1: on there, the there horse are, there, race theory. There are times, yeah, the horse race theory.
4: The first one crossing the finish line wins. And, I've
1: had more know, problems with that than I had the other problems, like.
4: I'll, I'll tell you one thing. No. Uh, mom, have turn you? off,
1: turn off the sound mom for go a ahead. little bit. Have but
2: To find out if it's right for you.
1: You? No, yeah, I have. Yeah, it's a problem
2: sometimes.
3: It, no, it, it, is it is a problem
4: because, and I'll and I'll tell you what it what will happen no, to I'm you. I'm not
3: talking about with you. I'm already skeeved out enough. Cause it it's a problem him. that men
1: have sometimes.
3: Like, is that you, they... get, you get the other person off, and then you have to take them shopping. Now, no, sometimes
1: you can't get off.
4: Sometimes you get them yeah, off like four or five times. And I mean, just, yeah, you're like right. a steam piston. You just keep no matter what but you do. you still do. want
1: to. Well, sure, but we don't care. We got ours. Yeah, you are. You're just selfish.
4: You're selfish. And, 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 the, and the issue is if you've been given certain medications like myself, um, it can cause, uh, what is the term? Impotence. Delayed ejaculation. <laughs>
3: Can I call you Limp Dick from now on? No, it's
4: not that. The problem is the flagpole will go up. It's Just getting some bitch to come down. Okay. And it's a curse. It's a curse, and then you find yourself with a fifty-five-gallon drama aircraft oil in your closet because you don't want to wear blisters. I mean, it's like rubbing two sticks together. How about that? I this? look down and I How see smoke coming How about we quit
3: talking about and your and dick and I'm gonna <laughs> talk about Eddie? For All a right, minute, talk about that dick since that's why we're here. Yeah. Okay, why, you get know, all hostile? What's you wrong with what? you? You know what, she
1: has anger met. Every She has anger issues.
4: For, for a person who loves penis as much as she does, yeah. every
1: She's time, penis time it loving.
3: comes up, she gets, gets very
1: She's penis loving. testy. In May of
3: 1967, Eddie invaded the bedroom of an 11-year-old girl in Lake Ozark, Missouri, and tried to strangle her in her sleep. Yeah. He pled guilty to a reduced charge and received a five-year prison term. Eddie was released again in May of 1970, clearly after over-serving, only serving three years. He quickly broke his parole and drifted back to San Diego, then Reno, Nevada, where he twice attempted to strangle women in bars, but both potential victims escaped. In September of 1970, Eddie surrendered to Reno police and confessed his urges to murder women. He was detained and charged with disorderly conduct. Hmm.
1: So he's telling people.
3: I mean, he yeah, he's I mean, sky- he's not hiding. He's running around all over saying, "I want to kill women. I want mm. to kill women," but they won't. Yeah, nobody's listening. Eddie was committed to a state hospital at Sparks, Nevada, where he was diagnosed with antisocial personality, with alcoholism, and compulsion to strangle and rape attractive women. He was diagnosed with that. Is that a fucking <laughs> is diagnosis? The that, that DSM, in, yeah, three, yeah. four. Whatever. Yeah, whatever the hell. That's not a diagnosis. All right. Eddie was, and so I made a mistake. You made it up. All right, it's not a mistake. It's just blatant make upery. Fake news. Fake news. It is fake, fake news. news. You show me in that DSM whatever four. the hell, four, whatever. You show me where it says and compulsion <laughs> to strangle and rape attractive women.
1: It's in there. It's one of the axes. It's a it's a thick book. Yeah. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Have it's you
3: ever read it? <laughs> then you don't know it's not in
4: there. You have an Maybe argument Maybe I have. With you hmm. having an argument with him don't
3: don't I have a master's degree argue. in social work <laughs> which ar- means dick don't argue psychiatric disorder I have a law degree <laughs> still means dick you can, you don't know what volume the DSM or whatever the hell what is that DSM DSM-4 yeah. you don't even know
1: you yeah, don't even know it's one of the axes
3: okay that's what your that's what your law degree
1: told He's you. He's on the murder spectrum. I'm googling as we speak. <laughs> Continue, Brandy. This is ridiculous. Let's get to the story. Oh yeah.
3: Well, uh, Eddie was discharged one Unless month you later. Want to talk about your phone sex career. Nope. <laughs> I don't have a phone sex career. Eddie was discharged one month later on the condition that he leave Nevada. He was given a one way ticket, <laughs> bus ticket to San that Diego. Fucker gets a lot of one way tickets, <laughs> <Right. and laughs> uh, In San Diego, Eddie continued to drink heavily and work temporary jobs. Eventually, he began acting on his murderous fantasies. Eddie would pick women up at bars for sex, and though many left unharmed the next day, Eddie would invariably kill those he perceived as loose. In particular, <laughs> ones who were married because they reminded him of his despised mother.
1: Hmm.
3: Weren't any of the girls that he went home with loose? <laughs> well, I was going to say, it
1: didn't. Yeah. yeah I mean, he, married, he married a stripper, so. <laughs> right. You know. Eddie's first victim as an adult. Not this, there's nothing wrong with strippers. No, I'm but well, if you
4: married a stripper, what is your
3: definition of loose? Well, and she was a prostitute, too. Well, and mm-hmm. where do you draw the line of, you know, that doesn't appall me, but no, you yeah. can't be having sex with other <laughs> yeah. people. I mean, that's crazy talk. We took it out. I
1: like sex workers myself.
3: We know. <laughs>
4: You support, Timmy You are very supportive of single
1: mothers
3: Uh, Eddie's first victim as an adult Was was Essie Buck Whom he'd picked up at a tavern In San Diego On May 7, 1971 Eddie strangled her to death in his car And then drove around with her body in the trunk Before eventually dumping it on his birthday May 9, 1971 Ooh, I bet it started to smell
1: I was 10 years old on that day
3: Okay, I was not born yet just two weeks later, he killed an unidentified woman named Wilma. And Flintstone. Then how do we know she's unidentified if her name is Wilma?
1: <laughs> he only remembered her name. Okay. First boy. name. And it yes. wasn't Wilma Flintstone. I think you <laughs> fucked it up, but okay.
3: And buried her in some woods outside of San
1: Yistro? San uh, San Yesedro. Yesedro.
3: Okay. California. Thank you, Colonel. Yeah. He was impressed with that one. I've been there. I've been the same. He can't say well.
1: <laughs> but, you know, it's by the Mexican border, which is very close to Tijuana. Tijuana where, where the so donkey hers. shows off. Her remains remain.
3: No, undiscovered there's no donkey to this shows there, yeah, but
1: they paint these donkeys okay. with zebra stripes. It's, and so you can take your picture. It's strange. Oh,
3: there's a thing. That's a thing. I don't like it's it. It's a donkey. I don't a like donkey? It. Yeah, right. a donkey. Yeah, that's I've been an zonked.
1: Yeah, I I know. I think these are just done for tourists. I think they just paint them.
3: On May thirtieth, nineteen seventy, Eddie claimed a third. claimed a third woman. I guess he killed her and discarded her body in the woods. In March of nineteen seventy-two, San Ysidro doesn't say. Yeah, I think
4: claimed is a is is a euphemism Timmy often uses for killing.
3: I guess, Mm -hmm. or you know, it's just I use a lot of euphemisms.
1: He's painting a picture i try to stick Colonel, figure I, picture I, I you know I, I i'm the creative force behind this podcast <laughs> and i try to bring to it some credibility you know because we don't yeah I, I, you're facing you basically is be shocking to, to you Walt but Disney. we don't I, we don't really have the credibility of some of the other <laughs> podcasts out there
3: no, shocked we should call me shocked we deliver the damn team. news <laughs> and a lot of other stuff, too. Yeah. All right. So, in March of 1972, Eddie claims to have picked up two female hitchhikers in Southern California. He claimed to have That to
1: is uh, opposite of Northern California, Brandy. You just... <laughs> if you're in Northern California, you go do south.
3: Okay, let me just... I want to say this just really quick. We have storms that are moving in tonight. Yes. And Tim... <laughs> Tim has been carrying on since we sat down that we need to get out of here because he's going to be exposed to the elements because evidently his bus doesn't have a roof, <laughs> and he has to walk the half block to get back to his place. What times? They're not coming till like four in the morning. <laughs> no, 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 no. They'll be here tonight. Oh, then
1: I'll be, I'll be getting wet. Then he'll the be home. coming in. uh No, it'll start till nine p.m. We've got time. Continue
3: but he's been going on about this he wants to get out of here and yet this motherfucker stops me every other <laughs> sentence
1: this is ridiculous make, i just want to get see, through the podcast yeah see to well, make
3: if, sure that i understand where southern california is
1: no you say southern california fucking, like fucking you christopher
3: didn't, columbus over here is trying to like, tell like, me where shit is
1: like you didn't realize where
3: i that, don't that, that, know that, where <laughs> I don't know what maybe made you think that I didn't realize where Southern goddamn California was, Rand McNally. I got it. I know where it is. No, you, you <laughs> sounded a little
1: confused. I
3: did not sound confused You did at sound all. confused. I did not sound confused. Southern California. I just California. wanted you to know that
1: there is, uh, there is, it, is this. California is a big place. <laughs> say will.
2: California is a state. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> If you go north, that's northern California. And if you go south, that's southern California. And then, of course, you have central California in the middle.
4: I'm speechless. Chuck is speechless. I've
3: learned so much. (laughs) Fucking perfect. Lewis and Clark over there.
1: No, I just wanted to make it clear. Thank you. Well, you look. Com- you, when you're <laughs> for reading- those of you,
3: for those of you that have had a head injury, now Tim has told you that we're in the southern part of California. <laughs> you Just
1: look confused. when you reading reading the script. Made, well, I don't know
3: what made you think I look confused. I, I was probably confused because there's goddamn words in here that well, don't, I, don't make any fucking sense. I dummy the straight. No, you don't dummy it down. You sit and make up You know words what happened to me is I gave
4: her that extra page. No, nope, we're not family, even there. And then, yeah, the we're, not her- <laughs> we're not there yet.
3: We're not there yet because you fuckers.
1: Yeah, know, I, you're I, I, use the, I use the multiple syllable words when I give for You can't tra- say tra- syllable. <laughs> I use or the, Chuck, <laughs> come to think of it. You,
3: can't, you stumble through that whole fucking sentence.
1: Anyway. Now, if anyway. If you cared, to pipe down. Like San Francisco, that would be toward more north. It's not, you know, the wine country. That's, in, that's northern California. Yeah. And in southern California, you have Los Angeles and San Diego. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I just want to give you an idea where it is. You've been to California? I have, yeah. So you, you know, I'm just kind of, you know, it's big, it's big, yeah. Okay. It's the north and south. But
4: I guess even Rhode Island has north and south. Yeah.
1: <laughs> All right. You know, so like if, you're, like you, if you were here, oh northern God. Kentucky would Wait. be. But it's even, here's the weird thing: we're in Ohio, but northern Kentucky is south of us. That isn't that bizarre. It is. Didn't you, Brandy? <laughs> it's goddamn amazing.
4: No, we're in Southwest oh, Ohio.
3: Oh, the shit's but, sake.
4: but Southern, Northern Kentucky is...
1: Here's a weird thing, too. South- you remember World War II? I know you don't remember it, but, you know, yeah. you studied it. Studied it. All right. Extensively. The Germans always talk about the war on the Eastern and Western yeah. Front. But the Eastern Front was still the Western Front to the Russians. Yeah. What do you think about that, Brandy? Oh. I hate you both.
3: All right. So he claimed to have killed one of these We've been hard on Brandy this week. What the hell did you do to my mic? <laughs> <laughs> I,
4: I don't know what has happened to your mic. you got a you got a limp dick mic over there. You touched it and it went limp.
3: All right. <laughs> he claims to have killed one of these he felt, picked up these two female female hitchhikers in Southern California. Where which is south of Northern California. <laughs> He then claimed to have killed one it's with a hammer. It's north hit, of Mexico, though. One with a, he killed one with a hammer. That hits nails. Yeah. Hammer Yeah. I had a hammer hammer in the and strangled the other. That's Eddie vicious. buried them both. Wait a minute, here. This is this is the little gem that I have here. <laughs> Eddie buried them both buried in the desert. <laughs> Their bodies have never been found. In July of nineteen seventy three, Eddie married barmaid Diana Paschal who was also an alcoholic, shockingly. They argued and fought frequently, and Eddie regularly went off on his own for weeks at a time. He would commit murders while he was away, including one woman he allegedly cannibalized to a degree. He ate part of her face, including one eyeball. So he did, not even to a degree, he cannibalized her. There's no degree of, canna- of cannibalism. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he ate the whole yeah. thing. Well, no, that's, <laughs> a, that's a portion issue. It's not. <laughs> he cannibalized a, her. All right, all right. fair you, enough. Once you swallow the flesh. Yeah. yeah. I mean, seriously, you've
1: um, committed yourself
3: at that. You really point. have. Yeah. So he ate her. He ate her eyes. He and if you're gonna go as far part of as an eyeball. her face that included one eyeball. Right. Yeah.
4: I mean, if you bite somebody's ear and it accidentally a piece comes off and you swallow it, that's
3: not cannibalism. Well, yeah, it is. Uh, the couple were unfaithful it's to each other. Accidental cannibalism. Yeah, it's not the same. But it's not a degree of cannibalism. Yeah, it, it just is. Well, maybe that would be second degree cannibalism. I don't think so. The couple were unfaithful to each other, which led to many arguments. Eddie, the same experienced, pr- <clears throat> here we go. Eddie, the same experienced problems maintaining an erection with his new wife.
1: Oh, oh So no. he still
3: couldn't get the wood. Well, that sentence doesn't make hardly well, any sense. I mean, sense. They, he they, would I mean, masturbate. He would masturbate her every evening until she fell asleep.
1: Well, that's I don't, nice, I, I
3: When he would complain his arm was tired, Diane would threaten to leave him.
1: <coughs> Colonel, you ever had to masturbate a woman?
3: Have I ever had to?
5: Yeah.
3: Well, <laughs>
4: sometimes for my dinner, yeah.
3: <laughs> In August of 1974, the couple decided to get a new start and moved from San Diego To the lily-white Las Vegas to begin a new life. Okay. In 1975, Eddie found a job transporting coins from a local airport to the nearby casino. The temptation was too much, and he stole an entire shipment of coins, fled to Wyoming, leaving Diana back in Vegas.
1: You think they do kind of a police check before they have people.
3: You know, well, my other question is, did he wave to her as he went by going, see you in hell? (laughs) In August of 1975, Eddie met Merlene T.P. Hammer, a Native American waitress. After a night of partying, she suggested sex. He strangled her and left her on a hillside covered by an old sleeping bag. Uh. Merlene's body was discovered a couple of days later, so Eddie fled the state.
1: So we really only have his word that she suggested sex. Right. right? right.
3: While hiking, well, I'm sorry, while hiding out in a detoxification center... Eddie stole a fellow patient's $1,500 Social Security check and cashed it. He was quickly arrested and sentenced to one year in prison. He only served three months. While in prison, police discovered the body of a 26-year-old white female by the name of Kathleen Bloom. Police would later learn that Bloom was a prostitute that Eddie had strangled and dumped in a stranger's backyard. Just a random backyard. Yeah. Is it? He's out of control. That's
4: littering, too. Uh Now he's guilty of littering.
3: In July of 1977, Eddie was arrested for car theft in Vegas. He made bail and fled to Oklahoma
1: City. He's fast and furious, Eddie.
4: He's a one-man crime wave. He is a cluster. He just doesn't even, he obeys no laws.
1: He doesn't recognize laws. <laughs> he just
4: doesn't. He's like, no, no, I'm not, no. He's but like you Brandy. think he'd be
1: smarter uh, no, you would
4: think, about it. I mean,
1: he, he had a high IQ, but not yeah, so like he was. Yeah, so you think he'd be smarter yeah.
4: about it. It didn't seem like he put that high IQ to use no. at all. Yeah. I mean, yeah, he, was, he was a chicken plucker, so.
1: Well, he well, stole those coins. I don't know who in the hell would hire him to haul coins around. <laughs> All right, I so. Mean, they, they need to go back, you know, they need to look at their hiring practices. <laughs> <laughs> of course, All I right.
3: think we do here, too. Here so. we go. I'm going to need you guys to stay with me. On Thanksgiving of 1977, Eddie met a woman at a teddy bar. And agreed to spend the night with her. <laughs> Does that he sound woke, like a
1: word that I would use?
3: <laughs> he woke to, He woke up and found the woman <clears> dead <throat> in his bathtub and remnants of her feet and arm in his refrigerator. Oh, I hate that. Her buttock. How
1: did that, how did that happen?
3: Her buttock was found in a skillet on the stove. Uh, <laughs> Ugh, the that was a, a rump roast. The body was collected and
1: dumped into the city dump. Oh, that's not cool. Hold a, on.
4: He just threw
1: her in the garbage. No, he, he woke up. He don't know what happened. He said he woke up and she was just
3: dismembered. Yeah, dismembered. but it was co- the body was collected by the garbage man. I, it it does not say. I'm reading what I've got here. Okay. Okay. That's y- why I said. Yada yada yada. You need to stay with okay. me. Okay.
1: We got to stay with her, Colonel.
3: Eddie spent the next year on the run, moving from place to place. He had remained in contact with his estranged wife, Diana Peshaw, and the couple attempted to reconcile their marriage in late 1978. Wow, oh, that's nice. In September 1979, Eddie strangled her to death. Oh, that's not so which nice. Which will put a damper on it the does reconciliation. It the reconciliation. They don't like that.
4: But she doesn't argue with you as much.
3: Yeah. Uh, a suspicious neighbor called the police eight days later, but although they found Peshaw's, bo- Peshaw's body wrapped in a blanket and stuffed in a closet... Ugh. They inexplicably—Jesus H. Christ! They inexplicably decided that she had died because of her heavy drinking, and Eddie was released without charge after questioning.
1: Yeah, so they, they, so they found her. So he her. killed
3: her, wrapped her in a sleeping bag, stuffed her in a closet, and it, she died of—she died of heavy drinking.
4: Yeah, what do you throw a uh, vodka bottle in the sleeping bag with or something? Oh,
1: Jesus Christ!
4: That same month... Did they month. not do autopsies on any I, of these I, people? I,
1: you know, it's probably they don't bother. You know, they well, probably don't bother. Yeah. Unless they're someone important, they probably just... The
3: same month, Eddie met and strangled 39-year-old Bonnie Sue O'Neal after a night of sex. Eddie became enraged when she mentioned that she had to call her husband. Oh, now she's loose. Well, oh, that, that does... You know, that yeah. does run the moment. Yeah, right
4: he, in, right in,
3: Yeah, <laughs> He called <laughs> her... He called her a whore for cheating on her husband, slapped and strangled her. Eddie dumped her body in a garbage can in the back of a police Ugh. station. He's trying now. He's trying to get caught. Wasn't
1: he also well, he's, he's, telling, he's, he's telling people yeah. everywhere he goes. He's telling, <laughs> yeah. he's telling people he's killing when he wants to kill women.
3: Uh, but he dumped her body in the garbage can in the back of the police station. In October of 1979, Eddie went back to Vegas and found work as a truck driver for a religious charity. On November 3rd, 1979, Eddie killed 50-year-old Marie Cushman in the Casbah Casbah Hotel in Las Vegas. He left her body in the room for a maid to find. In October of 1980, Eddie married co-worker Elizabeth Sherrill.
1: He gets married a lot. He
3: got married a lot. He
4: got divorced quickly, though. Mm -hmm.
3: Shortly after their wedding, Eddie told his bride he had to go to Dallas on business and proceeded to go on an eight-week drunk. On November twelfth, 1980, You ever 19- use that line with the Mrs. Colonel?
4: Cur- <laughs> I was on a three-week bend-up, Mrs. Colonel. Uh-
1: <laughs> I have a train. On November
3: twelfth, nineteen eighty. Excuse me. While in Dallas, Carol murdered thirty-two-year-old Wanda Faye Roberts. She had been five blocks north, that is the opposite of south, <laughs> of the site.
4: See, she learned, Timmy. Of, we taught of her of where she was today. found. I'm
3: proud of this. Post-mortem <laughs> tests revealed no sexual assault. But they proved that Roberts had been drinking heavily before she died. Charles. I would just like
1: before you start, Colonel, just a little bit. Uh, someone had requested on the page that you sing Massachusetts from the BGS. Would you mind? Nobody's requested. No, that. someone had did. Someone said no, they would let. Someone from that's Massachusetts, not right, said that they would. I can, I'm, I'm sorry, I don't remember the who who's asked that. But someone had asked if you would sing just a little bit of the BGS, Massachusetts.
4: But the lights always shine in my
1: city. Make that stop. Thank you. Thank you. There you go. Thank you. I'm sorry, I forgot who requested that, but I'm glad. Thank you, Colonel, for Same making team. someone's dreams come true.
4: Well, you know, I do what I can, Timmy. Mm-hmm. It, it, and it I mean, was,
1: you know, entertaining after that. You know, Brandy was droning on there for 15, 20
4: minutes. I don't know. <laughs> she, I don't even know what she was talking about.
1: All right. Well, well get, um, of course you don't. Uh, go back to the, let's get back to, uh, what's this guy's name? Eddie, Eddie Cole. Eddie, Eddie,
4: Eddie was not a good man. No. Um, let me see, where, where are we at here, Timmy?
1: Uh, you're at your two park. weeks
4: later, near midnight on November thirty, nineteen eighty, forty-three-year-old Sally Thompson's two sons brought a girlfriend home to visit at her Dallas apartment. the The boys, the two sons, brought one girlfriend home. I'm not liking the sound of that already. They saw lights burn in the living room and heard the TV playing. But the door was locked. Knocking and rattling the knob, they waited several minutes before a stranger opened the door. <clears throat> he was a slender man of average height with dark hair and a thin pencil thin mustache to mm, me.
1: That's a panty dropper. this guys always <laughs> oh, yeah. thin Snidely mustache whiplash Yeah, yeah Except
4: this is what it was not. He reeked of whiskey <laughs> yeah. and appeared disoriented. But he offered Is that a no- turn on brandy?
1: <laughs> <laughs> not really. <laughs> But he offered, is,
4: I believe it is the like Amber Crew. <laughs> Amber and Jen
1: Wick would like that. They would you know like that. Tammy Ennis would like that. Ta- would like that. <laughs> she would too. Yeah. yeah. And uh, Callie.
4: We got some scary ones. Reeked of whiskey and appeared disoriented. That's right up to Allie. <laughs> and he offered no resistance as the boys pushed past him. They found their mother laying on the floor. Uh, this ain't good. No. Took a turn for the worse quickly here. Face down on the couch with her jeans and panties wadded around her ankles. Yep. Uh, Frightened not. now. Now, what the hell? The boys fled to a neighbor's apartment and summoned police. Why didn't they just beat the hell uh, yeah. out of them?
1: That's be my thought.
4: Officers found the stranger standing beside Thompson's corpse and took him into custody without resistance. The man identified... Courageously,
1: they ran next door.
4: (laughs) Yeah, he identified himself as Carol Edward Cole and residing two blocks from that apartment. When questioned, he recalled meeting Thompson at a nearby bar and accepting an invitation to come home for sex. Eddie had been undressing her when she suddenly collapsed.
1: Oh, well, that happens. It happens to me. It happens more often than you think,
4: (laughs) Randy. It's like those goats that you scare. They just faint. I love
1: those goats. (laughs) It's like tipping a cow. (laughs) I love those goats.
4: Paramedics on the scene found no signs of violence on a body suggesting possible death from an overdose of alcohol or drugs. Eddie was detained until a medical examiner completed the autopsy. Holy fuck. Well,
1: that's precaution. (laughs) Listing
4: the cause of death as indeterminate, he was released. And yeah, see, I mean, how many times you got to find this some bitch next to a dead person no, to stop putting what I'm
1: the saying. pieces together? It, it, you know, you wonder how many lives. Every time we do these serial killers, there's so many places that they could have been stopped, and and they're not. Yeah. and they're not.
4: So the next day, a Dallas detective decided. Um, okay, I'll, I'll read this as it's written. There we go. <laughs> The next day a Dallas detective decided to carol Eddie Cole and discovered Eddie mm-hmm. <laughs> had I guess decided to uh, read do
3: it as written, he's painting a picture. <laughs>
1: okay. <laughs> okay, he interviewed Eddie he Cole. Interview,
4: okay. Yes. Interviewed Eddie Cole and discovered Eddie had an extensive criminal record, including a nineteen sixty seven Missouri conviction for felonious assault on an adolescent girl.
1: That's not cool.
4: The detective quickly obtained an arrest warrant and had patrolmen pick up Eddie, who was staying at a local flop house. To you me. ever
1: stayed at a flop house, Curl?
4: Never been to a flop house before.
1: You know um, why they call it a flop house?
4: Uh, I don't think it's a... I think most of the people that come in there are drunk and they just flop down.
1: Uh, they get a walk around with a
4: floppy. Oh, is that what it is? Yeah. You could get beat to death with a floppy uh, in there? Mm-hmm. Nicola Reed. <laughs> what the fuck? Uh, why did you call it her name? <laughs> because anytime time I hear the thing beat to death with a floppy, uh-huh. it brings to mind Nicola Reed Because that's how she wanted uh, to go at TimmyCon. Oh, I she see. She wanted to die. You confused in. me there for a minute, Oh, Carl. my yeah. gosh. So.
1: Nicola, we're very sorry. She's a lady. Let's come on. She's it's a lady. It's ridiculous. <laughs>
4: So, sorry to offend your sensibilities dimmy arrested two on two
3: pages can we get through this arrest, no he has one page no i got two you oh, gave okay. me three to begin with uh, was a lot of stuff it's a lot of words
4: Arrested on suspicion words of murdering the final victim words cole hard. began his confession claiming that he had murdered at least 14 over the previous nine years although and, he's he tell- a,
1: and he's been telling these motherfuckers every the whole time,
4: time. <laughs> i told you some bitches there may have been more, but he couldn't remember exactly because he was usually drunk when it happened. His, ooh, here we go. Now this, this, this is prose right here. Eddie's litany of death yeah. consumed the afternoon and evening of December one, nineteen eighty. Like, you like that? Cut? That that was that was prose. It was poetic. It, it,
1: yeah, thank you, Colonel. It's like. Uh, it's like music, isn't it? I mean it's just it's I mean, it's like Faulkner. It's yeah. like I'm just reading Faulkner yeah.
4: here right off the page. Mm-hmm.
1: It jumps off the page at you is what you It saying.
4: does. I mean it, it's Oh
3: my God,
1: it, get yeah. on with it.
4: <laughs> you it two engulfs can, you. you.
3: You two can yeah. circle jerk later it's, for real. Can I, we get on with know, it? You know, I basically picked
4: up this script and couldn't put it down, did I? am holding it in my hand right you got now because I'm not sure. As the detectives took notes, the prisoner admitted to strangling Dorothy King, Wanda Roberts, and Sally Thompson. In each case, the scenario was nearly identical. A barroom meeting, promises of sex, and Cole's hands another prose here. And in her. each scenario was nearly identical. A barroom meeting, promises of sex and Cole's hand clamped around a dying woman's neck. Hmm. Now that's you that that's a gift. We well, couldn't just write that to me. We could that. You know, the thing
1: is, you, and Brandy scoffs because, you know, if you don't appreciate good literature, right? right. Yeah. you don't recognize it. And she well, scoffs at
4: literature it. Literature to her is how you fart.
1: That's what, it's what I mean. It's, it's, farts, it's very, uh, it's crude. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's yeah. used to you know pornography and that sort well, of 50 thing 50
4: shades uh darker uh, oh yeah
1: yeah but she's just not you know she's not used to someone like me like a you know uh, a
4: well-written
3: well-versed yeah, well, man yeah
1: yeah i'm not like that uh lady that writes uh harry potter i'm, I'm yeah. like her yeah. you
3: are not like the lady that <laughs> yeah. writes harry potter
1: well
4: you're like um hemingway of, of- yeah
3: you're the, you're the Hemingway Fly of
4: true old. crime. I'm like, remove your hand earn, from earn his me. dick yeah. and so. get <laughs> on
3: with this. So, Jesus Christ. Thank you, Colonel. I'm glad Two you... fucking pages and we're going to be here another I hour think, and a I half. Think I'm
1: glad that you can appreciate fine literature, Colonel.
4: Uh, well, it's just the way you bring this all to life. You know, you you, you give yeah. a voice to the... I try it's like, to. It's um, like I'm there. I mean, I'm. I, I got goosebumps. It's like I'm there.
1: Thank you, thank you. I, I I try, Colonel. You know, but you know, she doesn't. I'm I'm like Herman Melville. You know, Moby yeah, dick. You're yeah, You're like Herman <laughs> Munster, is what you are. Continue, Colonel. Thank you, Timmy. No, with the Dallas no appreciation of an art- artist.
4: Oh no, she's she's one of those people that a clay ashtrays are to her. You know i, I mean? know
1: she's never read the great artists no, she's oh, never no, no, the, no. the you know the great, really great writers so she doesn't know greatness when she sees it
4: no and that's a shame really. It, it really no, it really it's, it's, it's a part shame.
1: Of, it's, it's a reflection of her education that's <laughs> i mean she got that c-plus and economics yeah, yeah. did, you, did, I, did we, we've we talked about that yet today i
4: don't know if we have timmy do we cover the do we cover you fornicating with your economics professor devil or
1: I can't remember, but I
4: can't remember either. It's been a long podcast. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. <laughs> do, we, do we cover that? Anyway, uh, continue, uh, Colonel. Yes, bring uh, the words uh, to life. Like yeah, that, let man. me. You know, it's like arrests, I'm
4: on. A, I'm yeah. I'm at the edge of my seat here. Yeah. Nor were the Dallas murders isolated incidents. In fact, there have been six before them, in the past nine years. All drunken sluts, by Eddie's account.
1: Harsh Woods, for my murderer. Yeah, you know he was—he was not a big fan of the ladies.
4: Yeah, if you're gonna be murdering people, you don't get to call people sluts.
1: I'm sort of like James Joyce, currently. <laughs> you are the Joyce, yeah. a podcasting. <laughs> yep, yeah. yep. The John Steinbeck, a podcast. This
4: is the—this is your Ulysses, Jimmy. Yes. All strangled, some of them molested after death, and I bet you know what? The dead body. Seriously, I bet that relieved some of the pressure, so he could get a boner. Maybe he didn't not have anymore. performance. Bona anxiety. anxiety. Maybe. In San Diego, we remembered three victims. The first was Essie Bucks, a tavern owner, strangled, stripped, and dumped outside the city limits in May nineteen seventy one. The second was Bonnie Sue O'Neal, a prostitute he strangled and discarded in an alley behind an appliance shop. A month later, Eddie's alcoholic wife, Diana, fell prey to his
3: murderous rage. Mm, I already went over that.
1: Yeah, and oh. he's going he's recapping. Her
4: body was in the blanket. Las Vegas was another place he killed people. Marie Cushman. the final victim on Cole's list was Marlene Hamer, nicknamed TP, right. for her Native American roots. Now that don't seem cool.
3: Yeah, because I already read that part. No, he's 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 summarizing. That's the final victim. Wait a minute, let me ask I'm you. I'm wrapping why, it up. Why here. Why are we summarizing the victims that I just read the page because before? Because <laughs>
1: I mean, I don't think he's getting going. He's coming to the climax. Yeah. Well, I'm every, like one now, of see, us is.
4: <laughs> in every in every story, you have a beginning, uh, a beginning conflict, climax, and an ending. Yeah. Okay, I'm getting to the climax here.
1: So. I'm like I'm like Dale Carnegie. <laughs> You're winning friends <laughs> and influencing people. I am. <laughs> Continue, Colonel. Definitely
4: not. She's over there. What's she doing to me? Playing Candy she Crush.
1: Playing Candy It's sad I'm to not. me. I'm not.
3: I just took my headphones off because this drivel is exhausting.
1: <laughs> Continue, Colonel. Let's wrap well, this finally, up. when
4: he ran out of names, Eddie was booked in Dallas County Jail on three counts of first-degree murder. Despite his confessions, however, he still presented a problem for prosecutors. Local medical examiners had missed the cause of death on two of his three victims, And San Diego authorities told the press that he had killed not one, no one at all in
1: this city. See, that's what I mean. It's it's incompetence.
4: So Dallas psychiatrist examined Eddie to see if he was fit for trial. Now his blasé descriptions of murder and necrophilia unnerved them.
3: What about the partial cannibalism?
4: Uh, I don't know if he told them about that. but
1: it didn't unnerve them.
4: Yeah, they, they was okay with that. But the doctors agreed that he was legally it's just sane. Just a little
1: bit of cannibalism,
3: not very much. It's partial. It's, it's light like cannibalism. Yeah, A little light cannibalism never hurt <laughs> yeah. anybody.
1: Eddie's strong. I well, you eat your fingernail, for example. That would be
3: nope. Light cannibalism. Partial
1: cannibalism. No. Yeah. No. Chuck suggests.
4: No. Well, on, they put. A, they decided he was sane. They put him under oath, and he told a story of childhood abuse inflicted by a sadistic, adulterous mother, giving rise to a morbid obsession with women who betrayed their husbands or lovers. I think, he told the jury, I've been killing her through them. Well, okay, Freud, that was a...
1: See, and that's the thing. This is his story. We don't know if she really did all that. I mean, this is his, you know, he's trying to justify... His dastardly deeds.
4: Yeah, well, that's true. Details of the Dallas slangs were pretty fuzzy, as he said. Eddie said, but he surprised the court by adding three more victims. There you go. The new crimes included two more women helper. killed in San Diego and a victim ki- slain in Oklahoma City on Thanksgiving. That's that's probably the one with the Botox. Um, yeah, it is. Jurors had heard he- enough. The panel deliberated twenty five minutes before convicting him on a three counts of murder.
1: They're like just, we don't care. They did not even <laughs> care about
4: getting lunch. We don't, need, no. yeah.
1: we don't care who uh, we don't. We don't need <laughs> yeah. any. We if don't he need said
4: any he killed him, <laughs> <we're> gonna, <laughs> yeah. he did it. Yeah. Judge Meade spared his life with a sentence of life imprisonment on April 9th, nineteen eighty one. In January eighteenth, nineteen eighty four, Eddie received a letter from California advising him of his mother's death. Oh,
3: Eddie I bet set, he was sad.
4: Eddie, well. He was actually quite the opposite. He celebrated dancing naked on a table in the prison cafeteria. He was twerking. He spent the next 30 days. He was twerking. He he was twerking. He spent the next 30 days in seg for that. Totally worth it. Worth it. Now, you painted a beautiful picture there, Timmy. <laughs> he was twerking on the cafeteria. He was twerking, and he don't
3: care who sees <laughs> him. He's dancing like no one's watching. <laughs> you're goddamn right he was. <laughs> he was dancing like he called no rapesies,
4: naked in the middle of a prison cafeteria. I don't know that that's a place you want to get
5: up
1: and, and get naked. And <laughs>
4: he was I mean, well the some... only place
1: worse is in the shower yeah i mean i don't know <laughs> his,
4: his, his milkshake was bringing the convicts all the, the boys to the yard yes yeah. it did
1: <laughs> he was he was a happy guy god though. love it you know it's wonder he didn't kill his mother
4: <laughs> well yeah well a month later on he's probably scared to death of her a probably month did. later Nevada authorities formally announced their t- intent to extradite Eddie and try him on capital murder charges. He waived extradition, and Los Angeles detectives were sent to fetch him. After a speedy v- jury, Eddie was convicted of murder mm-hmm. of Marie Cushman. Eddie was sentenced to death. Cole refused to appeal, stating he was pro death penalty. So they said, okay, and they executed him. On December 6th. They
1: said, okay, we are, too. (laughs) We are, too.
4: And they executed Eddie. (laughs) And he did quite a bit of naked dancing with the 2,000 volts running through his body on December 6th, 1985. So. You know, I don't feel bad about that. (laughs) I don't feel bad
5: about that. Eddie. Eddie. (laughs) (laughs) Eddie.
4: Dancing
1: naked.
3: That does sound slow.
1: (laughs) Eddie you This can is do my house
3: Eddie <laughs> <laughs> What the fuck No
1: you know that you know who that was the, like remember when he, do, uh, Eddie do. Murphy married No the, I know who it's the, supposed the, to be No you remember he married the uh Bush uh Bush bitch <laughs> Yeah the Eddie Eddie half half Eddie half, Eddie. <laughs> half. First, first word they learn is half Yeah he married her cuz he didn't <laughs> I miss want. I that Yeah he married her because he didn't want to um he didn't want to get married cuz his he didn't want to lose half of everything he owned, so he married this woman from the bush in Africa, and then he gets she gets over here like three weeks, and then they get in a fight, and she says, "Eddie, half, I want Eddie, half
4: Eddie, half Eddie, half, half Eddie." <laughs> big bone through her nose or something. <laughs> yeah. and said, good lord.
1: Then <laughs> one of his one of, uh, an American woman got with her and said, "Girl, you don't have to take that. <laughs> yeah. You can get yeah. half. Yeah, you can get half." <laughs> And then Which all of a sudden she, she was, half Eddie, <laughs> I went half. <laughs> all right. Uh, Brandy, your final thoughts on serial killer Carol Eddie Cole. He,
3: he was a mess. His mom made him such a mess. Like you don't know, you never know if these people. Would they have turned out this way if their mom hadn't well, the like, other thing is you don't slapped them in the dick or dressed them in weird clothes? How much? Well, how much is, is true, right. right? It's hard to make some of that shit up. Though. Yeah, yeah I, mean,
1: yeah. I think you're right. Because I, I mean, ooh, massaging his feet, yeah, picking
4: at the bunions,
1: yeah.
4: Scale yeah. that. Just file that one down a little bit. Now, easy, easy, right? Ah. <laughs> <laughs> I got an ingrown
1: toenail. Come here. <laughs> Get those wire cutters Sucking over there. Fucking on a Mall yeah. cigarette. Yeah. It, it doesn't work work trying no to get filters. to dig this in I'm I'm trying trying no or sweet. <laughs> you know she's got like uh she she has like cotton balls between her toes. <laughs> oh for sure.
3: <laughs> for
1: sure. but you know, got her foot up on a stool watching her shows. <laughs> uh, watching my stories. <laughs> Oh, that's General, it, right. General Hospital. That's, that's some right Stories, there. <laughs> right there, Eddie. Right there. Oh, that's it, Eddie. Oh, there you go, Eddie. When he oh. say that, why he he broke her toe and he I called can, her a fucking, you're fucking psychopath? <laughs>
4: <laughs> he come up for a foot massage. <laughs> that's like going to a massage parlor <laughs> and they fucking break your arm. <laughs> come out and uh, eat you with a baseball bat. <laughs>
1: Yeah, that's not good. <laughs> no. So, uh, Chuck, what's your final thoughts on Eddie Cole?
4: You know, I believe some people are just, I I believe that we, some people are born, Dahmer, I believe he was born to be a serial killer. You think this guy was made? I think this guy was made. I think yeah. he was a, he was a guy who could have been a, Fuck, well, he could have been an engineer. He could have cured cancer or something, Demi. Mm-hmm. Instead, IQ of 152. Instead, he was rubbing old ladies' <laughs> feet and strangling alcoholics and putting them in sleeping bags. So. All
1: right. Uh, you got some shout outs for us, Colonel. Uh, before we start that, I want to give a special shout out to Jason Jenke. He left us a very nice review. His brother, of course, is with the BJ on the Weekends podcast uh johnson so jason thank you very much for listening we appreciate it. he's a loyal listener colonel and left us a nice review and we always like that
4: well i had somebody ask me what you got to do to get a shout out and that was jared howard and jared all you got to do is ask me so here's
1: That's your shout easy.
3: out chuck has one job i know one it job. ain't easy it ain't easy
1: Pimp. i don't know it ain't, ain't, ain't easy every day you're hustling
3: another one's michael Deo.
4: Mm-hmm. michael hound and james ryan all new people here
1: uh, new to our facebook new page our, which is history to ease the podcast please join us yeah
4: so let's see who do we got here let's start with brooke johnson belinda who brianna my fiona crisp who oh uh,
1: she's funny i like her
4: she's funny but you know what she's not team colonel
1: well i don't blame her <clears throat>
5: <clears throat>
4: yeah
1: I, and, Uh, but uh she's from malaysia i mean she lives in malaysia oh does she yeah okay she lives in kuala lumpur no, I've been there. It's a very nice city. Which piqued Timmy's interest. <laughs> Malaysia? Again. Uh, she's not Malaysia. Do you have a neighbor? Uh, I think she's Australian or uh, uh, she may be from uh, U.K. I'm not sure.
4: Teresa Klingis smith Julie Jordan, Diane Huff, uh Alicia Wren. Karen Barnes and Shirley Strap. Thank you. Kathleen Richardson. You made me, you know what you did during Teresa that the Slavins. other day? Hold on. You know what you Stop. did during that the other Let day? Him
3: do his thing. You
4: Yesterday, you made me skip the one, one of my, my most important shout-outs. You made me skip Little Fallon.
1: Oh, I'm sorry, Fallon.
4: Yeah, you did that to me because you interrupted me right in the middle That's of it.
1: very rude of me. I. So
4: Fallon, here's your shout out. And when I get to my you again, you'll get another shout out. Thank Fallon. you, Fallon. She's a mascot of Team Colonel, she's a she's as loyal as you're ever gonna find, and just you know a beautiful girl. I like girl. is T
1: J Young. It's a good guy. T J is a really good guy. And Justin.
4: But you know the problem with T J and Justin, I don't think they know how dangerous Amber and Jen really are. Yeah,
1: they're gonna. Yeah, I know. It's gonna be scary at Crime Con.
4: Yeah, I mean, I you know they're they're unknown. They can. They won't survive it, but, you know.
1: A special happy birthday to Lisa Lockridge. Yes. Happy yes. birthday, Lisa. Happy birthday.
4: And to all the all the um, Trowbridges, hello to them. Yes. Let's see.
1: They're uh, going through Cincinnati today, I yeah. think, or was it yesterday? It was yesterday. yesterday. Yes.
4: Um, <coughs> Andrew
1: Volley. Hi, Andrew. What the fuck? Go, on, go on. Continue, Colonel.
4: The queen of memes, mm-hmm. I'm going to call her the queen of memes, sitting at home writing her manifesto callie
1: jones callie is a very lovely lady
4: <clears throat> skip fi you
1: okay
3: you know what uh-huh. he's fucking this chicken let him finish yes
1: yeah i completely agree
4: <laughs> kelsey fro um let's see jennifer potts i'm so discombobulated here deb Felix chappelle Monson. Danielle Jones from, from Between, Between Us, Us Girls. Girl.
1: I'm still waiting for an invitation to be on that podcast. You know why I you don't can't think be on the podcast? Because you interrupt shit and you keep going on. <laughs> yeah. Let
3: Chuck fuck his chicken and be done with it. You quit reading names. <laughs> I don't know why I can't be on her
1: podcast. I, I, I. I she don't like I, you. I'm, I'm well spoken. She doesn't like
3: you. Yeah, I
1: don't know. I don't know why I can't be on the Slaughter podcast. They
4: don't like you. I'm either. very,
1: I'm very charming. They don't like. I you I have either. a cockney. Cogniz- <laughs> Amy. <laughs> say Jenny. Come on, say Jenny. Jenny. <laughs> I'm not a smart man, but I know what love is. Continue, Colonel. I can't. <laughs> okay. You want me to give shout outs? Because I can give shout outs. <laughs> oh, I don't think you can. The lovely Radica. Oh, oh my God. God. My my Radica be- is. Radica's ninety-six percent team Colonel, but she she says she I'm, she's four percent attracted to me. Hmm.
3: That's <laughs> that's, be, that's not bad hey, at all. That,
1: that, you know that's above the mean. <laughs> it is. That's better than
3: you get most days. Yeah. Liz Keating,
4: Jen Wicks. He's a team Colonel. Pe- Chris and, Lane from and, and uh, I Oklahoma. said yesterday that Jim Wicks was not team Colonel, and she sent me a message saying, "I hate you, but I am team Colonel." Oh
3: well. So. <laughs> Cleared that
4: up. Yeah. So thank you for that. Lovely Rachel Marie Marie Flynn, Donna Hellman, Maria Zanalka, Maja what Maja Maja Maja, Jamie Tarantino and the lovely Amber Amber Croup,
1: the very talented Amber Croup, very funny and Jen Wicks. Didn't I just cover? Yeah. Please continue, Kerr. I'm. You know what? I've tried. Tiffany I've tried.
4: Shannon, Amanda Bocci Ball, Jessica. Jessica Williams one of my favorites
1: Gina Spillane and Matt Johnson
4: Frances Doughton a lovely Irish lass Jana Fitzgerald
1: Jada Vivian
4: Jada Vivian I had her on the list to get her today all right Karen Barnes Jen lovely Jen Burdick Sarah Spaghetti Nicola and Allie and Charlie my my uh, these are team colonel <clears throat> my course. counselors Angie Ball um yeah those are all the teams sammy james your handler eddie rushing tara chinchilla jennifer hawkins Lindsay chicago Lindsay o'brien who said she is going to be running america trauma yeah tri- no, no, no. iron man
1: yeah yeah that's badass stuff yeah right it there. is i can't even run downstairs <laughs>
4: nancy jalapeno i can't even run late
5: mm-hmm.
4: toby Dees. Andy Spiraccio, Danielle Fredrickson, Michael Eisenhower, Rebecca Montanle, Steph Glenn, Christina Hodges, Christina Montana. Um, and you know we love Christina, Christina, Christina Montana. Bushwa. We got her already. Paul Man Pilly, Mike Arnold, you. Melissa Lubrano, Brittany Powell, all of our Heathers. Heather Hall, Heather Poole, Heather Marshall, Paula Kynes. Tara Helmsley. Kevin B. Mike Tabor. John Janke.
1: John Janke from BJ on the weekends. Jeff Hopkins, Mark Hammermeister, Joe Hopkins from the podcast Now American History available on iTunes.
4: Sarah Morgan. Mm-hmm. Um, Mike Hound, I got him. Let's William see. Kim Stroop who was nice yes, enough to do us. Yes, and you got
1: a, you got her name right. She said, which is amazing.
4: Yeah, well. I ain't Jenny. <laughs> <laughs> Sarah Taylor um, Kim Bennett Hello Kim Lauren, Diana Klaus Thank you Lauren Merer. Molly Fontenot
1: I may have messed up her name though
4: um, Alan Dobbs Carol Nash um, Paula Kimes Andrea Scott. O'Dell Joe Lamont Lauren Feller mm-hmm. Sarah Bloom
1: Yes, Sarah. Sarah Bloom, Holly Schreiber,
4: Terry Pickett.
1: Erica Clements. I was going to get that
4: Erica. right. Just Erica helping. Clements, but okay. Erica just helping Clements. you out. Colonel. Because I, you know what? I skipped, I, for some reason, a few weeks I skipped over Erica. I know. I don't know why. Kirsty Ramsden, Dave Hill, John Gray, Don Gordon. Um, Becky Omelette. Becky Osager. Uh, it's like mm-hmm. O-E-S. Becky mm-hmm. Omelette. But mm-hmm. we're calling her Becky Omelette from now on. Little Emmy Waterfall. Christian Dorman, Tara Jenkins, Amy Payne, Tracy Harper. We got Cheryl Pierce, Allison Shields, Monroe Blake. Laura L- O'Reilly. Lori, Lori McNally. Josh Hill. Um, Jessica Bishop, Liz Evans, Brenda Deutsch, Stacy Lynn, Jeffrey Dolan, Miriam Buckwall, Jennifer Miller. Let's see. Maddie Kenning.
1: James Ryan.
4: James Real. Ryan. Michael Daniel. Mm-hmm. Amelia Roscoe. Um, Aaron Fowler, who I hope you're doing well, Aaron. Um, Conley Matson, Robin Sanchez, Tom Tui, Net, Vicki Ann Wallace, Vicki Ann Wallace, Christine Hauer Tracy Busby, Stewie Benton, Neil Eagleton, Natasha Davis, the lovely Molly Erickson and her sidekick Nicholas Starr. You just said Vicki um, Wallace, Becky Mitchell. Keith Frusty, Cheryl Moose-Q, Andy Volley, Mary Ray, of course.
1: Thank you, Mary, for always supporting the podcast. You're the best.
4: The beautiful Katie Moorhead, Jeff Appel, uh, uh, resident poet Maggie Glover.
1: Very talented young lady, along with our talented artist.
4: I got her, Jamie Tarantino. Yes. Ja- and i'm i gotta send my thing my drawing out to uh Brittany and chris i got m- oh out your uh, uh, out.
1: drawing of the vagina
4: yeah and i and jamie tarantino i hope you know you don't think i'm trying to weasel in into your physics. territory I, I, there she probably you knows <laughs> yeah all um, that's close
1: it, even if she draws vaginas, it, it, it's your interpretation of the <laughs> yeah. vagina that I think is the attraction. Yes, yeah, it's
4: my vision of yeah. uh, of vaginas.
1: It, it's, it, you might not some people some men see the vagina as they are and ask why. You see you draw a picture of a vagina and ask why why not? not? Yeah,' exactly Timmy. Yeah. I, it's, uh,
4: vaginas are like snowflakes. Mm. Everyone is different. Everyone is, they're like breasts.
1: Except, you know, snowflakes, uh, you, you, you usually don't have to pay for those.
4: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, you don't.
1: Uh, Brandy wants us to wrap this up, Colonel, so go on, please.
4: Um, you... Shonda and Larry.
1: Shonda and Larry, hope all is going well for you guys. Larry, I guess, has been working a lot.
4: Aaron Winston, Donna Curran. Brian and Lisa, Olivia and Maya, Jim Boland, the lovely Katja. Kate with a C. Byron Snellings, Denny Mack, William Truax, Stephanie Quick, Donna Hellman, Laura O'Reilly, you said Gabby Lewis,
1: Bond. Gene Bond.
4: Dave Lampier. Um, Let's see where I'm at here. Angie L., Karen Alden, Norma DiMaggio. Yes. Um, Nancy Weller, Anita Darden, Kristen Andreessen, Valerie Murray, Tammy Ennis. Laura Cola, Leah McAllister, Stephanie Poling, Leah McGraw, Sarah Bloom, Katie Gregg, Christina Stenson, Marissa Sanchez, Rosanna, Rosanna, uh, Rosanna.
1: From the, the morning and They walk, walk Among Us, They Walk Among Us podcast. All, right, all right, all right, okay. Rosanna Fitton, mm-hmm, Kaz the, every They Walk Among Us podcast. Yes. Tina
4: Reeves, Teresa Arthur, Lindy Lada. <clears throat> Marcus Molina, Maj Payne, Richard Roy, George Huckler, Matt Brookins, Leah Pangburn, Natalie Parsons, Todd Long, Alan Dobbs, James Rian, Tim Hell, Stacey Gutierrez, Margot Donahue, Susie Randall, Allie Nett, Jay Alford, Hollywood, of course, Ronnie Rhodes, Lauren Meredith, Kelly Colewall, M.J. Howard, Casey Wilcox, and of course, Lady Beverly.
1: Hi, Lady Beverly. Hope
4: you're feeling well. And and Beverly, uh, or not Beverly, Lady Beverly, we hope you're feeling well. And Dottie, we hope there was enough gruesomeness and dead people in this podcast for you.
1: Yeah, she's getting man. She is really getting into podcasts. She's in, she's telling me about all these different podcasts. She's doing. You know, Dottie's going to be doing her own podcast. Right, she's so. listening. and know she's, uh, she's active on the um, podcast we listen to. She goes on there and gets Oh, new does po- she? Yeah, she gets a new podcast. So I don't even know if she's listening to She gets to a us. podcast on? Probably I mean, not. Right. Probably not. Would you? I mean, really? Brandy, <laughs> yeah, where can people find us? You can find us on Facebook. Yeah, please, we have two pages. A history. Carlton page, Nelson? Uh, history. <laughs> I'll be damned. <laughs> uh, I had to interrupt Or name. we are the page at the uh, the group where all these people we've mentioned hang out and we have a great time is' called History Dweeves the Podcast Facebook group. You can join us there and it's a lot of fun and merriment when you say, Brandy, It's
3: so much fun and merriment. Yes. Uh, you can find us on
1: iTunes. Yes, please leave us a review. Uh, if you leave us a good review, we will mention you on the air. That's an incentive.
3: And give your
4: address, your social no, security number, not. your credit card number. We will not do that.
1: at t may do find us that. On Twitter, Twitter at HistoryDweeves1, or you can follow the Colonel at Hawk HawkWalters. Uh, you can find us on all the podcast apps, uh, Stitcher and uh, Outcast, and all those. You know we're everywhere. We're like a household name. We're bigger than Captain Kangaroo. We're bigger than Captain Kangaroo. We're a household name. Uh, We will be at CrimeCon on June 9th through the 11th. Mm -hmm. Uh, We might not actually go to the actual event, but we will be in town and meeting people. We'll be
4: milling about the parking area. We'll be loitering. uh, You'll (laughs)
1: see us in raincoats out in front of the (laughs) – no, we will be going there. We're going to meet, hopefully meet a lot of you there. Um, We'll be getting some – making some arrangements as we get closer to the dates. Thank you all for joining us, and we'll see you next time on History Dweebs. Bye, everyone. Good day. Bye-bye.